0: Welcome to episode 14. In this episode, the guys are on the prowl, looking to take a bite out of the Space Wolf's Codex. Will they take down the beast and feed, or will they go hungry? It's time to join the pack and start the hunt. It's time to enter the dojo. Welcome to Snake Eyes, a Cobra Kai gaming dojo podcast. Ooh-wee! It's time to find out what's cooking. This segment is brought to you by Golden Rhino Games, setting the gold standard in tabletop gaming. Welcome to episode 14. With you tonight is me, Jeff.
1: JT here. And Ryan. Ryan
0: all right tonight's episode is going to be featuring the new space wolf codex that just dropped this week
1: oh the emperor's dirty dogs huh
0: the dirty space dogs. dirty
1: dogs (laughs) silly space wolves
0: yeah i'm looking forward to this quite a bit i'm a old-time space wolf fan and i'm very interested to see what they're doing here in ninth edition
2: i uh i'm curious because this is the first space marine supplement the other ones were written pre ninth, obviously, and they said that they're going to jive. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how much they line
3: up to the, the, the old supplements.
0: Yeah, uh, having read through it it's, it, it's an interesting journey for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll break it down. Sweet. Yeah. So here we are, and this is going to be our uh, What's Cooking segment as normal. It's how we always start the show off. So we'll start with Ryan, as usual. Ryan, what's cooking?
2: Well, since the last episode, I got really drunk over the weekend in Chicago. Um, so, yeah, that that's what's cooking for me. Uh, Shocking. <laughs> no, my my brother got married uh, actually in Plano, Illinois, uh, which is, I don't know, it's out in the boonies of Illinois. It was, it, was, it was a side of Illinois I've never seen before in my entire life. It was weird. Like, there was farms, and it was crazy. Like, you'd have this cornfield, right? And then all on every side of the cornfield, there's like million-dollar mansions. And it was just t- totally different than Chicago Land, which I normally go to, which is Chicago in the suburbs. This is way out there. Uh, but yeah, they got married this weekend. It was a, it was an awesome time. Congratulations, Kevin Mel. Um, Congrats. So I yeah, I, I haven't cooked anything. I did finalize my my dinner menu here for the weekend after Thanksgiving. I think I talked about last episode. I will be doing a brisket, uh, uh, pork shoulder, and ribs. So. I'm anticipating probably 16 to 18 hours of smoking over uh Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to that.
3: Yeah. It sounds Go like for the a
2: pork really good trifecta. Time. Oh yeah. Pork. Well, and not pork trifecta.
1: No, That's what I said. You did not for it. Oh, might, might as well have slaughtered the whole pig at that point.
2: <laughs> right now I'm trying to impress kill people with my, uh, with, with my, my brisket. However, to... I'm a little disappointed because my mom is going to be there and, for some reason, my mom thinks like spice equals spicy. And I keep trying to explain to her like, no, mom, like or spice. Oh, like, like hot? Flavor. Yeah. Like spicy. spicy. Spicy is hot. Spice, though, is just flavor. Right. And so the ribs, I'm not going to do anything to them. I'm just going to put the Smith family barbecue sauce on them. They're, they're Which
0: is be... ketchup glorified. Heinz? Uh,
2: and... <laughs> <Hines. laughs> well, I only use Heinz. That, that is fair. I'll give you that point right there. <laughs> No, there's like 10 ingredients in the Smith family barbecue sauce. Ketchup just happens to be the best. It's,
1: it's Trisha's favorite, by the way.
2: It's so good. Hey, I'll, <laughs> when I make the next batch, I'll, I'll make a bottle for her.
1: She crushed the dog. those two bottles you left behind from our party. And she's like, oh, this is the best barbecue sauce ever. Dude, I'll make exactly. Everybody
2: loves it. I will give her as much as she wants. So I will uh, I'll definitely make a bottle next time I do that. So, right. uh, yeah, ha- haven't cooked anything in the last week. Um, definitely going to be. Cranking it up here shortly, though it's going to be a big meal for for me and my family.
0: So, uh, does your mom like like spicy food? Or oh, no, she, she not hates spicy food? she
2: hates spicy food. But like, she okay. was over on Halloween, right? And I told you I, I made that the pork shoulder on Halloween because yeah. it was an easy, convenient meal. And she tastes a bite. She's like, "Oh my god, that's spicy!" So I literally I got my meat church rub out and I did these nuts. Uh, yes, I did say these nuts. It's it's pecan base. It's phenomenal. Uh, and I'm, I'm reading the ingredients right, and it's like sugar. Salt, garlic powder, like nothing spicy in these ingredients. Right. She's like, "Oh, it's just it's Susan it it's my tongue. It's too hot." I'm like, "You're full it's of shit." It's in her head, man. That's in exactly. Her head. But yeah. that's the thing. Like she thinks rub, she thinks spice, she thinks heat, and not even close to being the case. Um, yeah, I
0: mean, you're one of the wussiest eaters out there, and you like all those rubs.
2: Oh, in all fairness, I do like a little spicy. But yeah, like my rubs, I like to make them, or I like to make my meat where everyone enjoys it. So yeah, I, I do get it. Like some people like to put spicy. Uh, rub on the ribs, which I think is really good as well. But I don't do that with my ribs when I know other people are eating them, especially yeah, the kids. The like, kids yeah, yeah they sure. don't eat spicy stuff. So no, my myself's really it's all sugar based. It's all just sweet, delicious, caramelized goodness. Right. And so this yeah, taking the place always,
0: oh, go ahead, GT. I said
1: is this is taking
2: the place of Thanksgiving dinner. No. So we're we're figuring out the sides today, right? And Amanda's like, oh hey, you want to do mashed potatoes? I go, sweetheart two days before this this holiday gathering because we can't do it in December like everyone's gonna be in turkey and, and potatoes I'm not making any damn potatoes for this thing so we still are, are doing uh Thanksgiving dinner however my parents are gonna host that because I'm like listen if we're hosting the whole Newkirk side of the family over here on, on that Saturday like I'm not cooking Thanksgiving dinner as well fair yeah yeah however I was really excited to smoke a turkey this year uh but that'll that'll have to wait to to do a, f I've done the turkey breast a few times to do, do a it for Christmas you'll be all right. Uh you know and, and that's what I'm thinking because they are coming over for Christmas.
0: Yeah, and pick that turkey up right after Thanksgiving because you get it for dirt cheap.
2: Oh yeah heck yeah and just throw a thing in the freezer. That'll be, be perfect. Yeah, absolutely. However, I don't really want to have like a twenty pound turkey in my freezer for right.
0: a
1: month,
2: but we'll figure that one out. Uh yeah so that that's it for for kind of what's cooking um on the ground. What well, do you we got going hobby? Hobby wise. Uh hobby wise you are crushing my OBR which makes me a very happy man. Um, but then, and I'm still not going to fully let you guys know what I got going on, but I did pre-order the new, uh, I don't even remember what it's called cause it's a silly name, but the new dark elf, uh, box set for the new Marathi expansion.
1: Yeah. I'm super confused what you want that for.
2: <laughs> to be fair, I actually want a second one. So I got to try to figure secret, out how to do that. Cause your project going one. on here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just a little secret project. I'll let you guys in at some point. So hobby wise, uh, same thing. I, I've been busy with the wedding. And it took a couple of days to get our kids packed and prepare, and get our house ready. And my dog had surgery yet again last week. So it's been it's been crazy in my house, like usual.
0: Yeah, that is, sounds crazy. Hey, yeah. that kid's called a Krayath Shadow Pact, by the way.
2: Thank you. Yeah, the Shadow Pact and the 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 general's name, I Crayeth, There we go. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So I got that in order. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm not really sure fully why yet because I have like 18 other projects going, but I got a project in my mind yesterday when I was scrolling through Facebook and I liked a couple things I saw. So we'll have that in the works down the road here shortly. Pick up Marathi for that army too? Uh, not Marathi, but we might be throwing some DOK in there. And I mm. think we're going to talk about it probably in Echoes of the Warp, but there's uh, some interesting rules. They kind of got the the Stormcast Cities of Sigmar 1 and 4 option going on here too. So.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, Yeah, Jerry, what's cooking, buddy? Uh, Shoot, cooking wise, I I made ribs on Sunday uh, because I had bought them the week before uh, when I was grocery shopping, and they never got cooked throughout the week. So I was like, I got to get these get these cooked up. Now, did you do Uh, uh, baby backs or St. Louis? uh, I don't remember that. They're the same. The same. you are killing me. They, uh, I think they were baby back. All right, so baby back are a little bit smaller. They were spare. Yeah, that, they, they were baby back. Okay, St. Louis are a little <laughs> bit longer and leaner, but there's yeah. more consistent they, meat. They had those on sale too, but I ended up with the baby backs because they were okay. cheaper. So oh, yeah. Taste. So I cooked those. I don't have a smoker, so I cooked them in the Instant Pot for like an, uh, half an hour and then let the pressure release for about an hour. So they were super tender when they came out, and then I just finished them on the grill. I was gonna just saying, do, do you drop them on the grill for like five, ten minutes each side? Yep. Just nice. uh, throw the barbecue sauce on and let it congeal up and oh yeah, they're they're delicious. What do you use? Sweet baby rays? Yeah, just uh the honey barbecue sweet baby rays.
0: Oh okay. You don't I, have a Tucker family recipe barbecue no, sauce?
1: Uh, we do actually, but my dad has that recipe and hasn't given it to me. So <laughs> you hey, hey, he hey, gotta Sierra get a family recipe if you want it. Yeah, all right. then uh, let's see. I think I made T bones on Monday on the grill because it's been super nice out this week.
2: Until today, (laughs) silly. So, like again, my brother he got married this weekend, right? And in November, you're thinking that we're gonna be in our tuxes. Like we might even be a little bit chilly, dude. I was sweating so bad this weekend because of the. It was it was even warmer in Chicago land than it was out
1: here. It was like 78 degrees. I was dying. It's pretty high. Yeah, I got up to 80 yesterday. That's nuts. And it was like 45 today. Yeah, we were like 45 (laughs) today exactly. (laughs) Yeah, crazy. Uh, but other than that, haven't really cooked anything else it's exciting. Uh, Hobby wise, like Ryan said, I've been crushing on the OBR.
4: Crushing uh, it.
1: I finished uh, all the stuff that I talked about last time, even the Harvester, because he painted up really fast, actually.
0: Yeah, the pictures came out great, man. Good job.
1: Yeah, so I finished all that stuff up. So I'm down to uh, 20 Death Riders, Catacross, and four Morgas.
4: Oh, that's and- awesome
1: and uh the special character leech cavalos that i don't know his name which i don't even think ryan does cuz he probably this never point, <laughs> he'll yeah, probably I never run him he <laughs>
2: he's in the Praetorian faction yeah i don't know
1: yeah so i've got those Zandar, Finndar.
2: i think his name's like xandar or
1: something yeah xantos or something there you go. i can kind of see his box over here yeah it's arch cavalos xantos uh so What's yeah your, what
2: are you going to do with yourself when you finish
1: those uh, start working on some of my own stuff <laughs> <laughs> and then probably start painting your Space Marines for you. And I'm sure when you start this other project, you're going to do that <laughs> yeah, too. I was
2: going to say, I got a little Dark Elf project going on, JT. <laughs>
1: yeah, so uh, I took a little break uh, after I finished the the Harvester. And I actually put together uh, the rest of my Giants that I have. Uh, so I've got four uh, Man Crushers put together and then the, the one Mega Gargant that I have. Uh, and then I ordered the rest of it this week.
2: Now, if you put that
1: on the thread this weekend,
2: I apologize again, I think I talked about this. I would see a text later in the night, and it just never ha- happened uh did you put so you put the bit the the man the big
1: the mega gargant together, right? yeah, that was uh I put that together Friday night when I got it actually. I went home early from dress house and put it together. How was it? Uh, pretty simple. I went to together shoot well, I got home at like ten and I finished I mean, I didn't like nonstop working on when it when I got home, but I finished about uh probably one when i went to okay. bed. this a sweet sweet kit yeah yeah super nice uh, everything went together really nice uh it's kind of have you ever i don't know if you ever built the or seen the bloodthirster but it reminded me of that kit okay uh where it's kind of it's got the it's hollow on the in the inside I, I was gonna say
2: is it like thick and heavy or is it kind of
1: light still no it's super light because it's the okay. whole inside hollow so it just okay. goes, it goes together in pieces like the legs are all like four different pieces and so you gotta make sure you line it up right or else you fucking screw it up in the beginning and then you're screwed. Because uh the way the stuff fits, uh you'll have big gaps if you don't do it right the first time. Uh, overall it's a pretty nice kit to put together then. Yeah, no, super yeah, super easy. Um Sweet. I'm gonna be putting another get another one together, hopefully this weekend. Which which uh, one did you build? Uh so I built the the good one. Uh <laughs> what can I think of the name? Stampa. Yeah, the War Stomper. There we go. Yeah. And then, then I'm gonna put together the uh, the one that kicks objectives. Now, did it seem like one? if
2: if you wanted to
1: magnetize them, are they relatively easy, decent or easy to magnetize? What'd you think? Uh, possibly. I don't know if I'd ever go through the trouble of it, to be honest. Okay. But all right. Um, you probably could. Um, the head might be difficult, but you could definitely do like the the hands as far as weapons, which. Okay. Cool. But yeah, I don't know. They're super unique and on their own. So I would just, you know, build one of each, to be honest. Yeah, well, like,
2: I know, like, the the objective kicker guy, he has, like, the dude hanging for, like, a harpoon on him and stuff. Like, it's yeah. kind of cool.
1: Yeah, there's all kinds of extra bits in that kit, too. Like, I, I put it away for right now because I was like, well, I'm going to probably add this stuff just because it looks cool. And I'm going to take my time with painting these anyway. So I want to have the extra little. Usually I skip that stuff just because i want to not paint it
0: right but i think
1: i think i'm going to take the extra time and actually put the stuff on and make it look Oh, and you only got two of them in your army yeah
0: yeah it's a little good. easier to tackle all that when you only have a couple of guys yeah which
1: i'll be yeah. doing it for the man crushers as well they got a bunch of little bits and bobs and stuff too but i, I was I wondering about them most of those yeah i was, I was wondering about the Man crushers
2: because if you're going to run like nine in your army can you make them look relatively unique or not
1: no, not really. That kit's okay. super old, so there isn't a super lot of options. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to figure out different ways. To, so you guys didn't even make any mentions of my picture I sent last night. So I've got one of the Mad Crushers. He's got the, the chain, and he's got a cow attached to it.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I thought that was pretty common. Oh, is he, like, dragging good. it, or is he throwing it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's throwing it. It's his weapon, man. That's awesome. He's going to bludgeon you with a cow. Sweet. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I hate the clubs in that kit. They have, like, one club that's got a gravestone in it. And Then they have another club that's got like some swords and an axe and stuff in it. It just looks silly. Okay. and there's no way to like trim them off because of the way that the kid is built. It's
0: so wh- what know. are you gonna do instead
1: that that's what I've been trying. I've coming up with uh, so one's fake- got like the cow and then I've got okay. another one that's like wheeled in a cage with a goat inside of it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, then the other one's got the the brick wall that it comes with. um and then the only club that I don't mind is the uh, one with that that has the skull head on it. okay um. So I'll probably end up having a couple of those because I still have two more to build, so I've got to come up with uh two more, two more club options. So, right. does that yeah.
2: kit come with uh what, with Johan or whatever his name is, the dude that's running? It's yeah, Johan. Yep. Johan, sorry. Yep.
1: So, I've got I'll have three of them because oh, I'll have cool. six, yeah, I'll have six gargants. so I'll have three, three Johans. Uh, yeah, that that dude does come in that kit, so I mean. I don't know. I mean, they're all kind of posed the same way. Uh, their arms are bent differently for certain ones, so they're not super uh, customizable. So they all look the same, and I'm not going to put the time into like everybody else is like cutting them up and using green stuff. So it's just not worth it to me.
2: Oh, did you so. see the one
1: guy that he's completely
2: <laughs> customized them and like put it? So you see, like uh <laughs> there's like a grave or. Um, uh, Oh, God. Like the, the, the cemetery things, his like heads in it. So all he sees is his eye poking out.
0: Oh, yeah. I saw that. That's pretty completely sweet. Completely
2: overboard with them and they look amazing.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I just I I don't see myself putting the time to do it. I just want to get them out, paint them really nice. Uh, I just don't feel like converting them. Um, gotcha. I mean, I'll, I'll do a little little here and there, like, you know, with like the cow and that kind of stuff. So to so okay. make them look different. But uh, did, and then, I,
0: did, oh, go ahead. Did you guys see uh, Vince Venture, Vince Venturella's? Uh, frankenstein
2: i yeah. can't even imagine what his w- would look like
0: dude they're like all pimped out with like uh <laughs> they, yeah like like jt said frankenstein's monsters but they're all like uh converted up with a bunch of like um
2: like admec G- bits and that Ad stuff gears
0: and yeah stuff. Like yeah. Like yeah, looked- oh, and-
2: yeah i did see that because he had like a mechanical
1: leg for one of them
0: yes yeah they look That's really cool. cool it's it's very unique
1: hey yeah, he says he's gonna have a big display board for him and stuff too it's gonna be like a big frankenstein's like workshop yeah that'd be awesome yeah yeah. i'm sure he'll
0: knock it out of the park
1: oh i'm sure yeah it'll look great so hey hey, jt off topic here do you want (laughs) to buy a sons of Amen codex off me Uh. i wasn't gonna buy it but maybe he can talk me into it because i got one and
2: now i got a dark elves project in my mind so
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh so you don't need one anymore probably don't need it anymore all right maybe i'll give you 10 bucks for it i'll sell to you cheap real all right all right uh, but yeah, other than putting the giants together, I also started putting the rest of that uh, Vigilus box set terrain together. Oh, sweet! Um, I got one more building to build out of it, so it actually makes a lot more than I thought. It actually okay. makes uh, like three different buildings. I thought I only made two. Oh, okay. Uh, so my table is going to be full of uh, that yeah, you're crazy, that, that crazy, you know. yeah, that crazy uh, looking terrain. So. Uh, Jeff's actually coming over this weekend, I think, so I don't, yeah, know. I'm I what? don't know what we're uh, going to play, but I figured I'd throw that train together if he wanted to play 40K. So Thanks for the invite, uh, dickheads. Uh, you can come out, too. Uh, he's okay. actually coming over to help me take leaves over the dump, but you oh. can you can oh. come over and help if you want. I'll come over and have beers. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. You can come over and have beers. You can always
0: <laughs> count on Ryan to watch other people work.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's got <laughs> to get that supervisor role going because he can't actually <laughs> do any physical labor anymore. He's got that bum leg.
2: Hey, oh, my God. That's, I didn't even tell you guys. You, uh, I got back from Chicago. Guess what I had waiting for me in the mail? That's that? Goddamn handicap placard. <laughs> oh,
0: Seriously. that's hilarious.
2: Yep. Uh, so I, I went into work on Monday, and I, I parked in a handicap spot because we had, like, eight-mile walk from our parking lot. And it was as close as one of the door. I felt good about it. Tuesday, I come in, and I work with children. We know this. Um, and someone had must have seen me park there on Monday and they put a trash can in the middle of the handicap spot on Tuesday. Uh, so I had to move that before I could park in the handicap spot.
0: Why do they do that?
2: Because I work with fucking children. That's why. Just,
0: just to mess with you or just because... to mess with me? Okay.
2: Yep. Probably would have done the same thing. It's, it's <laughs> it was funny. I'll give them that. It was funny, <laughs> but it was kind of annoying. <laughs> but yeah, so I got a handicap placard now. So, yeah, yeah, so start, we're, we're going to hang start. out with you all the time, make you drive. <laughs> Dude, I'm so like, I like, drive. You know, I got a little like cheat sheet from the Secretary of State, right? And they're like, you can park anywhere or in any handicap spot across the country with this thing. And pro tip: if you go down to Key West, Florida, like everywhere to park because it's on an island, uh, is is cost a ton of money, right? If you have a handicap placard, you get free parking uh, in Key West. <laughs>
1: Gore. So you're gonna yep. go all the down there all the time now. Oh save no, you, that, that's save the only reason. I only,
2: yeah, that's the only reason I would only go once a year. You know, now <laughs> I'm gonna go like eight times a year. It's free parking.
0: don't, come don't forget to pack that in your bags. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I would love to come over and supervise you guys this weekend.
1: All right. Uh, you'll have to let me know what you guys want for food. I've been kind of kicking some ideas around, but I'll make something good.
0: Yeah. Uh, always willing to eat your food.
1: But other than that, I think that's it. I'm going to start putting together the rest of Ryan's stuff. I might just build most of it except for Catacross just so I can get it all prime and hope I can just knock it out as quick as the other stuff I got knocked out. So no, That's I'll,
0: awesome. I hope it goes that real it, fast for you.
1: And then I'll just concentrate and get him knocked out too. I'm hoping to finish by the end of the month. That's my That's goal.
0: Sweet. So sweet. What,
1: what, what's up with your ad mech? Uh, oh, you mean what's
2: up with them? Like, do you have like do you have every everything you own is that put together?
1: Or are you still kind of working on it? No. So I still have. Uh, we talked about it last week a little bit too. I still have the Flamer guys put together with the wings. Um, and then did you I ever bought, get call? Yeah, I call was like one of the first purchases I had, but he is definitely uh. uh Painting pieces, kind of guy. Okay,
2: so you're not going <laughs> to touch them until you're ready to paint this.
1: Yeah, I might put like I don't know, like the first part of them on a base just so I can play with them. Okay. Um, and then I picked up uh, two boxes of the Cataphron uh, Breachers. Oh, cool. Uh, on Friday, so those aren't put together either. Um, do you have a 2,000 point army? Do you think? Yeah, uh, I what? probably own like shit at this point. Probably 3,000 points. To add. <laughs>
2: oh, all right. I didn't realize. I thought, yeah, I. I... I know you got the couple of the new kits, and you had those couple start collecting, and that's kind of where, where I last knew what you had going on. Yeah, well, I
1: bought like three more boxes of uh, Rangers just okay. for the special weapons, but so I can put all those guys dick. together. Um, then I have the the four chicken walkers, or okay. maybe, maybe three. And then I have uh, nine of the the horses. Oh wow! So those are yeah. put together. I did not realize you had that much. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've got got some stuff kicking around.
3: Good. But, uh, what about you, Jeff?
0: Well, still plug in through the Sisters of Battle. That's what's going on on my painting desk right now. Um, (laughs) I'm getting really close, man. I can taste it.
2: God, you got to be so close.
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm really deep into the 10-person squad I'm working on now. I think I just have the panel lining and the bases left. So I'm right there, really close to being done. And then after I wrap this unit up, I'm down to a five-person Dominion squad, uh, all, all with flamers.
2: The and then it's on to the squad? vehicles.
0: Man, I can, I can really see the light at the end of my tunnel here.
2: Who, who's the Dominions?
0: Uh, they're like the special weapon squad. Okay. So you normally see them with all Meltaguns. guns. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to have another option, so I made a, an, another squad with all flamers instead.
1: So once once my Tyrannid horde comes to the table, right? Then then,
0: then, the, then the Flamers will come out. You got Sweet. it.
1: Sweet, perfect. I think yep. you just see it around, them anyways. I think you're running too many annotate guns in your list, but that's oh, I think I am opinion. too. Uh,
0: I I definitely think you are correct, especially after this weekend.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was a game. Yeah, <laughs> who did you play this weekend?
0: Well, yeah, I went down to Acropolis Games down in Adrian, Michigan this weekend. Uh, he had Great a uh, little uh, two thousand point <laughs> three round tournament going on.
1: Yeah, My okay. invite got lost in the mail.
0: You don't even have 2,000 points put together, do you?
1: Uh, I could have made it happen.
0: Oh, oh shit. Well, I thought that you you didn't have an army together, so I didn't bother bugging you.
1: When you Uh, you said that
2: picture of, like, the guy's setup, I had no idea that you were playing. Like, I thought you were just, hey, you found this online. Like, it looks cool.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I
2: didn't know. Again, I was... Pretty cocked this weekend, dude.
0: Gotcha. No, I went down there and I had three good games, uh, three very, very interesting games, I'll tell you that. What armies did you play? uh, The first round, I went up against a guy playing uh, the Death Watch. Okay. But it wasn't with the new or old? No, it couldn't be because it was being released that day.
2: Okay. Well, I didn't know which one they were running with.
0: Yeah, so he was running last edition or whatever. And man, that was a very confusing game. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, well, I mean, because their units like do all kinds of weird crap, oh. like combining different units and stuff like this. Yeah, and you got
2: everybody in one.
0: So it was just confusing, and then he was a nice guy, but he didn't really have it all together as far as competitive gaming is concerned. Okay. Like he's got this dreadnought and you know, he's lined up and I didn't look at his list, and I and I probably should have, you know, but whatever. You you know how it is. You're just kinda on a kickback small tournament Saturday. Chill, I know I'm not weekend. Wait yeah, I'm not going to win it. I know that. I'm just going down to get some games in. So I I really didn't, you know, analyze my opponent's list super carefully and this kind of thing. And so I see a Dreadnought across from me. It's armed with a, you know, power fist and an autocannon, right? You
2: know, can do so, shit. All right.
0: <laughs> well, it's fine. It is, you know, I'm like, okay, Dreadnought, whatever, you know, so then he goes to shoot him. He goes, okay, I, I got two last cannon shots at you. And I looked okay. at him and I looked at the Dreadnought. I said, that's not a last cannon. He goes, yeah, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. And he goes, yes, it is. I said, no, last cannons don't have the big ammo drums on the side of the guns. That's an auto cannon. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, really? okay. W- yeah, really? And I'm like, okay, whatever. Go ahead. You know, who cares? Re- ultimately, who cares? But yeah, I, I it have been nice to know. <laughs> And yeah, that's so, quite the difference when it's right, shooting your tanks. Right, And, and, and then so then uh, he, he has this, uh, well, and JT, here's a little small counter for my too much anti-tank, is that he held his, his knight off the table because all of my anti-tank. Oh, so he holy. held his knight in reserve, and then he bro- brings it in, you know, no problem, you know, and then he goes to shoot it, and he goes, okay, well, I'm going to shoot my whatever it is, the magma lance or whatever that melta weapon is on the knight. And he goes, I'm gonna go shoot that. This, I said, Well, that's a battle cannon. He goes, No, it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said, some of the gun yes. descriptions come in the instructions,
0: <laughs> right? I said, That is 100% of battle cannon you have on that night. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I didn't know, you know. And Jesus, I, like I said, whatever, you know, I'm just there having a good time and stuff, but. It, it was a little frustrating playing against a person who didn't have his whole army WYSIWYG. He pro, he had like had a couple other small proxies in there too. That was kind of annoying. Like um,
2: rules slips are one thing, but WYSIWYG is the easiest thing in the world and it's also right. like one of the most confusing and kind of kind of bullshit things too. I mean that, that that's a huge difference. Those two guns that you mentioned.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know huge. like yeah. you're going
2: to play differently had you known those those guns are a little bit different or those guns right. Were different.
0: And then he pulled off another thing where he had a bunch of guys with uh, Storm Bolters. He goes, Well, these aren't really Storm Bolters. These are actually Combi Flamer Bolters. <laughs> and he had like eight of them in his army, you know? I'm like, Oh, okay. Did you
2: ever look at his list to see if those things were actually true? I'm just curious. Uh,
0: no, I okay. didn't look at his list. I mean, okay. whatever. You know, it was all it was pretty karmic, actually. Uh, speaking of that Dreadnought, there was a. I, I sent my Dominion squad with the Melted Guns up towards it, and they were going after this objective in the corner. And I had been, you know, lighting his units up in that corner pretty heavily by that objective, and so I got, let, I got let me guess my unit, with Heavy so, bolters. Well, no, I didn't have, I didn't have the heavy bolter squad in my army. It was mostly the, the exorcist tanks. Okay. So I, I get up and I tow into the objective, but he, he has two single models inside the objective. He has a character with one wound left and then a Terminator in there with one wound left. Okay. And then right outside the objective, he had a, a last remaining guy from another squad with one wound left. Okay. And then he had the Dreadnought right there. And, and so I shot the Dreadnought, and it blew up. And it He's wiped out all of them. his units. All of his units got wiped out. <laughs> and then he did, he did one mortal wound to my sister squad, and I rolled the six up for the Feel No Pain. It was, it was wow. amazing. Wow. So I was like, okay, that was Dude. karma.
2: It's so true. Like, how many times you've been playing a game and your opponent's like, Oh, or even you're like, Oh, shit, I forgot to shoot this. Do you mind if you shoot it? And you're kind of late at it now, and you're like, ah, Fine, like you don't want to be a dick. You're like, Yeah, fine, that, that's fine. And then they, they miss with that shot anyway. Like, it yeah, it happens,
1: happens all the, time. All, all the time. That's why I always let people do it because it just fails for them. So I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, so I look like the good guy.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> right. That's a win win.
0: Yeah, so that was the first game. And then uh, the second game I ended up playing uh, against a guy named Rich. Uh, he's from the Detroit area. He's part What's up, of a, Rich.
2: giving a shout out.
0: Yeah, he's part of the Deaf and Glory uh, group down there, okay. which is kind of a up and coming tournament group. Uh, some nice guys in there. He was really from nice. the,
2: the Detroit Wargamer Club.
0: Or is no, this like the 40k Yeah, it's a 40k thing. It's not okay. They're not doing much AOS. Gotcha. Uh, But he was a super nice guy. I had a good time with our game. He was playing the new Necrons, and holy crap, did they just light me up. I just knew from turn one I was in big trouble. He just had so many bodies. Uh, I just threw everything I had at a couple little things, and I barely did anything. And he was just getting back up left and right. This is going to make Josh happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Josh will probably fail all his get-back-up rolls, so he'll be sour and salty. but. This guy was not missing those things. Um, yeah. yeah. He what, was, what, what
2: dynasty was he playing?
0: He was doing a custom dynasty. So he wasn't okay. doing anyone in particular, and he had picked two of the special traits. One was the uh, every unit counts as objective secured. I still
2: think that's so if, strong.
0: If you recall our episode, Josh was big on that, and he was right. It really made a huge difference. Um, and then the other one he took was the pre-game six-inch move. And how did that work out? That worked out awesome. You that know, was when, good. Okay. When you're on a small table like that, yeah, and you have two twenty man units with a twelve inch range, picking up that extra six inches was massive. It's a big deal. It was a big deal, you know. when he had Nightbringer, and like an idiot, I tried to do some wounds to Nightbringer, and it just didn't work out. And so I wasted a bunch of shots on that dude, which was a moronic decision on my part. Um, yeah,
2: because you're not going to wipe him anyway.
0: No, I wasn't gonna kill him anyway. And then, then I also threw Celestine out because, like, like a stupid idea in my head was to, you know, shoot up Nightbringer, do my three wounds there, and then charge with Saint Celestine and hopefully get three wounds in with her there before she gets killed by Nightbringer. Um,
2: back up and do another three.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then start you know, whittling him down after that. If I got him halfway dead, you know, and or more than two thirds dead. In that one phase, then I'm looking good, right? Well, I ended up doing one wound total.
1: Oh, so he got the three wounds for phase rule, too?
0: Yeah, he has the three. All the Satan have that rule. Okay. If you would have listened to the Necron episode, JT, you'd know.
1: <laughs> I didn't listen to it, I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so I made some poor decisions. He had a really strong list. Uh, my list, I don't think, was geared very well towards fighting that style of army. I just didn't have enough volume of fire. And it, ended up like I thought it was gonna end up and he he handled me very easily. Um, he didn't table me or anything, but he just he was able to be so aggressive and get on the objective so early, I just didn't have any time to push him off. And nor could I have pushed him off because I just didn't have enough models left to actually do anything. But yeah, good game by Rich. He uh, he took me out. And then the last game I played against Harlequins.
3: Oh they're supposed to be the big dogs.
0: Harlequins, they were were freaking good, man. Um, He came into me so hard and so fast, and he was just. That's what she said. Yeah, right. He was lighting me up big time. Um, He had me back on my heels. I had to back off because he was so fast. Then I was able to, he had a great turn one, did a bunch of damage. I had a crappy turn one, did barely anything back to him. And then he whiffed in turn two, and I didn't. And then they kind of turned the tide, and I was able to make up enough ground in turns four and five, and I won the game like 63 to 61 or something like that. It was really close. It was a few points difference between us. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, went down there with Eric Gibbs and his Slanesh army and Jesse Ramey, and he also played Slaanesh. So I think... How many think, people showed up? Uh, there was about ten.
2: What uh? What army ended up winning?
0: You know, he didn't actually even say who won. Now that <laughs> I think about it, okay. I mean, because it was like a raffle tournament, so there wasn't like gotcha. big. This is the winter kind of thing. Um, it, it was probably either Gibbs or or Rich with the Necrons. One, those two probably had the two three and days.
2: Granted, did you guys see that list floating around? And Slanesh had the well, well under the small or what the the smallest amount of games played. Well, they had like a 68 percent win percentage in 40k. Right, they're nasty. I, just, they're, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it in 40k. Well,
0: it's the fast, it's the speed.
1: Yeah, And the shorter table
0: and the small table. You know those, okay. like the hellstriders or whatever they're called. The you know the fast mounts, the seekers, seekers. They can move like 30 some inches in a turn.
2: Oh, it's insane. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So if you're never getting a chance to shoot. You know well, again,
2: and then with 40k, you know, with the wounds not carrying over, like every one of your gun they got two wounds, so your small small big 30 man unit of them or 20 man unit of them. Like your small guns aren't killing a model and your big guns are wasted
0: on killing only one model. Right. Yeah, it's a big deal, right? Wow. Yeah, you might have to like point in like a good flamer unit or something, you know, to screen some stuff off. You know, I think now that you have a 12-inch range with a flamer, you can actually do some good Overwatch damage with those oh, things. Oh, for sure. But yeah, the old it, it nine point one to figure that out, right?
2: Yeah, 9.1 away with your reroll to charge and plus one to charge. Like that was no problem. You could avoid the flamers
0: and overwatch. Exactly. Yeah, now that's a 12-inch range, a little harder to do, right?
3: Sweet. So
0: yeah, well, so, great, so that time. was that was my tournament experience. Had a good time. Um, Tim as always is a great host. I enjoyed going down to that store a lot for his events, and I'll probably be going back down in December because. Why the hell not? What else are we going to do, right? It's in December. Uh, he's having another uh, small tournament on, I think, the 4th or 5th, that, that first mean, weekend. Of, it's uh, the
1: December. 12th. 40K or Sigmar?
0: Oh, 40K. He oh, is it really on.
1: the 12th? No, yeah, he said he put it on Facebook. It's the 12th.
0: Oh, oh he must he must have moved it then.
2: We're, uh, we're going to Adrian for uh, uh, family fucking Christmas that weekend.
0: Oh, well, you might have to come play the tournament instead of... Oh, that,
2: that'd be just horrible. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, playing the tournament, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna actually stay the night down there this year too. So that have sweet. fun with
0: have fun with grandma. Yep. <laughs> as far as what my grill's been up to this weekend or this week, let's see here. I whipped up some fajitas on Sunday, as usual. It's a pretty common thing for me to cook up. That's your jam. Yep. They turned out great. Always as always. And then uh, today, to honor the veterans, I decided to cook up slab of ribs very nice and i was very pleased with how that came out too my wife and daughter gobbled them up so not a whole whole lot of sh- proof that they didn't like it
2: <laughs> what uh what rub do you use uh d's nuts d's nuts a boy that's
0: right gotta love that's a Deez great nuts.
2: rub i love yeah, it
0: it is a good rub I'm, i've been enjoying it it's uh it's probably top three or four for me
2: yeah it's just it's, it's different enough from honey hog that, you know, I, I still use both of them, but they are different enough to work well. Because honey right. hog is the base for that rub, but then you get the pecan in there. It's, it's
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I am a fan of the spicy honey hog, though, I got to admit.
2: Oh, the I really like that one on chicken wings. That's yeah, really that's good, good on wings.
0: Good stuff for sure. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to cook up this weekend yet. I got an awesome deal at Meyer last week. I picked up a pork shoulder for a buck a pound. So I have a nice big fat pork shoulder sitting in my freezer. And Cannot I have go some, wrong
2: with a dollar a pound pork shoulder, dude? No, you
0: definitely can. not <laughs> I mean, do you, I still you get have an eight a,
2: pound piece of meat for fricking eight dollars. Like, yeah, it was insane. Get out of here! I'm
0: super, yeah, if I wasn't trying to defrost my freezer here in the next couple months, I'd be uh, <laughs> loading it up. But is what it is. So yeah, I think that's it for my uh, my uh, what's cooking. Uh, you guys got anything else to add?
1: I did. I did uh, look up that event, and it is confirmed for the twelfth. So if you guys want to come hang out with us, we'll be probably at Acropolis Games on the 12th.
0: Yeah, should be a good time. Oh, hey, one more thing. Uh, You know, I cooked up those fajitas, and I shared some of those with one of our biggest fans, and that's uh, Fawn. Fawn, who works for my wife's company. She's been listening to our episodes, and she's been loving this segment, the What's Cooking segment. I was going to
2: say, does she make it past the What's Cooking segment? Because this is
1: by far my wife's favorite part, too.
0: You know, I, I have no idea, but she is listening. And I, just wanted <laughs> I to,
1: understand this is her favorite part. Weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to throw a shout out to Fawn. So, Hey Fawn, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks Fawn. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back.
1: And welcome back to echoes in the warp. Uh, we're going to have a short one this week guys. Cause there's literally nothing coming out for 40K or Sigmar proper. We've got some exciting Blood Bowl stuff, if you're into that. Loads uh, of Blood
0: Bowl stuff, if you're into yeah, that. Yeah, lo-
1: lots of it. It's the new season coming out, I right. guess. Big,
0: big time release for the Blood Bowl fans.
1: Yeah, those those Empire Blood Bowl models
2: are kind of cool. I'll, I'll give them that.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm waiting for someone to get into it so I can play Snotlings.
2: Oh, yeah, because I haven't jumped on your, your request yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm waiting for it still.
0: The whole game is cool. I just don't have time.
1: Yeah, that's really sure. what it comes down to. Yeah, but uh, other than that, so, uh, you know, uh, you got something uh, on your mind
0: there, Ryan?
2: Well, I'm confused. You said no 40K stuff's coming out? No, no room. 40K. So there's no heavy intercessors still?
0: <laughs> nope. Still, still no, no heavy intercessors, yeah.
2: Oh, but the gladiators
1: are coming out, right? No, oh, nope. Not there either. <laughs> are you? What the fuck? When are these coming out? Uh, never at this point, dude. They're dude, in It's myth.
2: been like. Two months, and those are the most anticipated units out of the damn book. Everyone wants to play with loads of Heavy Intercessors. I, yeah, you're going to have to understand.
0: wait for Santa Claus to come, I think.
2: Well, and then, it makes again, it makes me deathly afraid with how they're <laughs> limiting these releases to, like, one or two kits per store. Like, I, my hope is that they are delaying it. So if you want to order 68 of these boxes, they're going to have 68 of these boxes for you. You know, I I, I don't see any other reason. Like, why is it not being released?
0: Yeah, good luck with that.
2: I mean, there's still, there's loads of Marine kits available. There's still at least three or four Necron kits, kits available. Thank you, Amanda, for bringing me another beer. You are a sweetheart. Uh-oh, gosh, she sees our, our inappropriate gifs that we have on the, the, the thread. Oh, here,
1: you're busted. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, no, dude, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, all I've wanted since the damn book came out was heavy intercessors. And every single week that I see the pre-order list, I'm like, this is the week. This is the week. And I am just disappointed.
3: Damn you, Games Workshop!
0: Damn you, indeed. Yeah, wish I could feel bad
1: for you, but
0: it's quite the mystery how those things haven't turned up yet. I'm kind of thinking at this point it's probably going to be a Blood Angels drop.
2: You think they'll drop them with the last of the supplements?
0: Oh, why not? I mean, they got to drop them at some point in time. But at that
2: point, then you're competing with the Christmas boxes
1: i don't what, know if they're coming what christmas
0: boxes we haven't yeah, even seen them yet fair, get
1: right now yeah who knows that's a good point but there is probably nothing else coming out for blood angels so maybe they're waiting for them to come out so they can have a model release with the book possibly well, yeah right. Right. space wolves didn't really have anything either though did they besides uh, that that new repackaged unit. reavers yeah just they're just <laughs> repackaged uh yeah so we'll, we'll see um
2: hey the one thing that is coming out this week though and i don't know jeremy's gonna be stoked about this Crisis Protocol, X Men.
1: Oh, excellent! I already, I've already
2: got mine ordered. So excited! It's gonna be awesome. Who doesn't yeah. want to play with Wolverine and Cyclops?
1: I want to play with uh, Magneto. And I know you are gonna three. say that. And he's, he's, a, he's kind of a dick. Kind of. not nah, He's gonna be awesome. He's playing every game with him in the in a
2: list. <laughs> you just want to throw his little trash cans around with his magnetic force.
1: Oh yeah, he's gonna crush the shit out of anything you throw in front of him. Oh yeah. So, so, no, dude,
2: that, that's that's it. You got the cool uh, Marathi stuff coming out this weekend, which, you know, 120th of every gamer that plays Age of Sigmar will actually be able to get their hands on the book. So, that, that, that's cool.
1: Yeah, Ever's, I'm actually. Everybody's going to be uh, trying to share that book and they're going to catch COVID because of right. social distancing.
0: I'm, or, actually, I'm super pumped for that book, by the way. Just, I'm yeah, super pumped for it. Just, oh, I'm really having a hard time, you know, thinking about doing the Realm Lords next or if I should jump back and. And uh, start working on those Deepkin.
2: Sure well, deepkin. if you're hijacking the book, because we can only get one, I think you should go to the Deepkin. Yeah, fair.
0: I'm kind of leaning in that direction. I got to be honest. Uh,
2: if <laughs> JT, we'll go we'll, we'll get our hands on it, though. Don't worry. I'm not
1: going to throw it out over the air. But there will yeah, be ways I know. for us to get I, will, I will be getting my, my copy soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited about that book. Uh, ready to run some snake ladies. I'm very excited about that book too. It's in it's uh, inspiring me to do another project. You know who's yeah. not gonna be so excited about that book is Josh, because the Slice of <laughs> the Dark shit is fucking dumb.
2: <laughs> no, what are you talking? Dude, he can run three gore crushers, like it'll be or not gore crushers, oh, what are those can, chariots
1: called? Uh who knows? That's probably about right. <laughs> it's gore
2: something.
1: Uh but he can uh, run cultus' uh troops though, his battle line. Oh sweet. And they That's and good. they gain the uh, Marauder like charge special rule. But do they get all the other rules that Marauders have? No. <laughs> so they're still just as bad. But we'll uh, we'll uh, have a special Josh uh, segment next week. <laughs> when we talk about the book and we can make fun of them. That definitely
0: sounds like a good time to be had.
1: Yeah, cuz that's definitely the worst part of that old book, I'm sure. The fact that they're boxing up three fucking chariots
2: to oh, Gorbees, I think that's what they are.
1: Yeah, uh, Beast chariots. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That sounds right.
2: Uh, the fact they're boxing up three of those, is just... yeah, because you can make them heroes, dude. They're fucking great. No, you can only make one. Oh. It's, if you if you have the battalion, it <laughs> makes one out of the three a hero.
1: No, it's part of their like their uh, uh, cult or whatever. Okay, that you can upgrade the chariots to not be heroes, but they can be no. So they're not leaders, but they're heroes. So they can't like okay. do the leader stuff. Yeah, it's super confusing. But we'll, okay, we'll, we'll we'll dig into it next week. Yeah, I'm stoked about that book.
0: Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to breaking that down.
2: Turtles are back, baby. They were turtles,
0: are, well, turtles were never there to begin yeah, with. So never, the turtles have arrived, I think, yep. is what you're trying to they, say. They are.
2: Uh, they're laying their eggs on the beach. They're coming ashore. Everyone's going to come out and watch them. It's going to be a good time.
0: And they're bringing their shark bodyguard with them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sweet. Yeah, that'll be our next week episode.
0: Sounds great, guys. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for Echoes of the Warp. And when we come back, we're going to be diving into the Space Wolf Codex. Hang on.
2: Welcome back, boys and girls. Uh, Here we are going to be reviewing the phenomenal 1980s movie Teen Wolf. (laughs) Starring Michael J. Fox. Yep. Yep. It's a it's a good flick. There's some hairy fellows, and they're really they good play at basketball. basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, well, yeah. What what can you do? Uh, go wrong there, huh?
0: Absolutely. That movie was to a young Jeff. That was a good flick to a young Jeff. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> even oh,
1: then, Ryan? Oh <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yes, because I am '80s kid, so I have seen Teen Wolf. But oh, I'm okay. also a War Gamer, so I know that the Space Wolves uh, Codex supplement just came out.
0: It did just come out uh, this weekend, as a matter of fact.
2: And we happen to be. Uh, grace with a longtime Space Wolves player, Jeff.
0: Yes, uh, I've been uh, been trying to play Space Wolves since the first day I started getting into 40k.
1: Teen Wolf was, came out.
0: You know, it was probably right around that time. As did That inspire
1: you to play Space Wolf. Yeah,
0: I think uh, <laughs> I think Teen Wolf had been out for a couple of years, but not many. I'll tell you <laughs> did that.
1: You, did you Did you think it'd make you a better basketball player?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, that was my goal, right? I figured if I play Space wolf, I could then dunk.
1: You that, one guy from SoCal just, you know. Did it work? You'll light it up.
0: No, it didn't work. I still can't
1: dunk. I got a basketball hoop out front. We're going to try it out yeah. on Saturday.
0: In like my peak <laughs> athletic condition, can which play I am, it? Can we play a game of pig on Saturday? Oh, i smash you.
1: All right. We sure can. There's yeah. no backboard, though, so it'll be all shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I smashed that bitch out when I dunked the other day.
0: Nice, <laughs> kind of like the cable guy. Have you guys seen the cable guy? Oh <laughs> yeah, when yeah, he smashes movie. that backboard, that was awesome.
2: Good, uh, but no. In reality, or in all seriousness, here, uh, Jeff, what do you think, man?
0: Uh, I think it's actually a pretty cool book. I, I'll tell yeah. you that. My my <coughs> first, you know, my first reaction to it is I, I think there's a lot of interesting things going on here. Um, one thing that makes this very different from the previous renditions of these, we'll call them like the special space ring codexes, you know, dark yeah. angels, blood angels, you know, cause they're kind of like got their own thing going on where in third edition, they had this going on as well, where each of those special chapters basically got an addendum to the space ring codex. And that's what they've gone back to here in ninth edition. So I know earlier. Can't... Oh, okay. go ahead.
2: Uh, I was gonna say I know earlier I did call it a space marine supplement, but really I, I wouldn't even call it that because there's so many unique units in here. Like like iron uh, or I'm sorry, imperial fists. They right. don't have their own units except Correct. for a couple of characters. Yeah, there, there's a lot of space wolf units in here.
0: There are, and, and that's why I want to call this an addendum. Okay. So it's an add-on. The
1: space marine stuff too, though, right?
0: Right. Yeah, this is an add-on to the space marine codex.
1: So So they finally realized they could sell way more models if they could just let everybody take the same shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and not only that, everyone's got to buy a Space Marine Codex too, right? So that's the biggest thing that's different than how they've done the Space Wolves since 4th edition on, right? So anything that you can do in the Space Marine Codex, you can do, and then you add on the things here in the Space Wolf Codex. Now, in the Space Marine Codex, there's a couple of units that you're not allowed to take as Space Wolves. But it's not many. I think it's the um, psychers. The the no, that you could take psychers. They're just the, called a different name now. Uh, I was you gonna say.
2: Oh, so what you're saying is is it replaces them with the space unit? They're not like limp, like they can't not have some a unit. Does
1: that make
0: correct. Sense? So like for example, it's just their dev- version their of it. set
1: of devastators. They get long things.
0: Yes, devastators are one of the units you're not allowed to take. You can't okay. take devastators. You ta- can't take stern guard veterans. You can't take assault marines, and you can't take vanguard veterans. And you cannot so take.
2: Is there anything that you can't take that they don't have a replacement for?
0: Uh yes. Okay. Apothecaries.
2: Oh, but they have wolf priests, don't they? Isn't that the replacement for apothecary?
0: No, they do not have the wolf Priest, They do have, but it's basically a chaplain. Conversion.
2: okay okay gotcha. it's not
0: an apothecary conversion all
2: right that makes sense
0: yeah so really apothecary is the only real thing that, that you're truly missing out of that space Marine codex
4: uh, wow, everything that's else
0: good. yeah everything else uh either you can take from the space Marine codex or if you can't take it if it's on that band thing I just the the band list I just read uh you pretty much have a space Marine or space wolf equivalent in this book to take instead. So whether it's long fangs or storm claws or gray hunters, you know, whatever. Um, So that being said, uh, let's kind of go over the detachment abilities that we're going to see in this book.
2: Yeah, that's my biggest question. If they have a super doctrine like supplements have.
0: Well, you use all the doctrines like in the Space Marine Codex. So you you have...
2: Everybody has, like, a special one f- in addition right. to... For, so like, I'm the ki-
0: Black Templars can do this. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I'm, ki- I'm, I'm interested to see if they have one. So let's get into this thing.
0: Sure. So the detachment abilities, you're going to have a rule called Swift Claw. And these are units in Space Wolf detachments gain the headstrong and berserk charge abilities if they have that swift claw keyword. And what those abilities do is they give you the berserk charge is plus one attack. If the unit has made a charge move and then head strong is they have to charge the closest enemy unit unless it has a Wolf Guard upgrade in that squad. So what that kind of represents is the units that have the Swift Claw tend to be like the younger Space Wolves and they're super bloodthirsty and they just want to get in and get into combat and they're just going to charge the nearest thing and start to tear them apart unless they have that grizzled veteran Wolf Guard leading the unit to kind of hold them back. Do so I kind of st- like that from a from a fluffed standpoint, you know. It makes them this rule makes them very um, thematic.
2: Do they still have angels of death?
0: I believe they do have angels of death.
2: So they'd be plus two attacks in the charge.
1: It wasn't an angels of death on the uh, Space Marine uh, data slates.
0: Yeah, where's that rule in the Space Marine Codex, Ryan?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. They they would have it in their data sheet if they have Angels of Death.
0: Yeah, they do have Angels of Death on their abilities, yes.
2: (laughs) So those guys are plus two attacks on the charge?
0: Yes. Yeah, because it does say it it stacks with that. It it didn't mention that.
2: That's really good.
0: Yes, it is very good. And then the other thing that uh, the entire detachment has is an ability called Savage Fury. It says that while the assault doctrine is active for your army, each time a model in this unit makes a melee attack, an, un, a, an unmodified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. So you get exploding sixes.
2: Okay. So that's turn three at the earliest onward. I like yeah, that. Whole,
0: whole army on. And and as we'll see later, there's some units in uh, this army that are always treated as if they have the Assault Doctrine on, like the Wolfen, for example. Okay. So even if you're charging in turn one and turn two, you're still getting that ability for yeah. time.
2: Plus two attacks, exploding sixes. Hell right. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not bad at all. Oh, So that's it for the overall uh, detachment abilities for the whole book. So okay. n- from there, we're going to jump into the stratagems. Now, again, as I mentioned before, every stratagem in the Space Marine Codex you can use for this army. So if you want to go back and listen to our episode a couple of 40K episodes ago, we covered the whole Space Marine <coughs> Codex there. You can hear which ones we think are good. Um, i'm sure we missed a couple too but anything in there you can use in this army now on top of that though they have about oh looks like about 20 of them that are space wolf specific and i'm not going to cover all of them there's just a few that jumped out at me that i thought were worth talking about the first amount of
2: stratagems for just
0: yeah because i mean how many do you have in that space marine codex about 30 oh shit more 40
2: maybe like 40 yeah
0: yeah, so you figure you tack these twenty on. You're you're looking at sixty options. That's it's actually getting to be a point where it's hard to manage at that yeah, many.
1: That's fair. Most people just pick what they're going to use.
0: Yeah, for sure, absolutely, but it's still a lot to go through. You know, um, the first one that jumped out at me uh, is called Go for the Throat. With this one, you it's a two command points, and you use this stratagem in your command phase if the assault doctrine is active for your army. Until the next command phase, each time a Space Wolves model from your army makes an attack with a pistol or melee weapon on an unmodified wound roll of six, improve the AP characteristic by one. And it is cumulative with the combat doctrines. Uh, You can only use the stratagem once per battle.
2: That's sweet that it it does it for your entire army. But I just, I, I hate explodings on the wound roll. It's so much better when it's on the hit roll.
0: Well, of course it is, but you're already getting it on the. You're already getting an exploding six on the hit roll, right?
2: Yeah, just for How two you... command two command points. That seems a little high.
0: But it's ar- it's army wide. I I don't mind it at all. It is a little high, but boy, if you have a bunch of units in assault, two command points across all of your units is not a bad deal.
1: You get it to be cumulative with combat doctrines when you have to use it when the assault doctrine's active. It's saying the combat
2: doctrine. That's the generic term for all three of them. So like in the assault phase, you know, you're minus one AP with pistols and melee weapons. Now you become mm-hmm. minus two AP with this right.
0: uh, stratagem. On the exploding six for sure. Uh the next one that I really liked was called Savage Strike. Uh this costs one slash two command points. If it's a, if you have your unit has five or fewer models it's one. If it has more than five, it costs two. So you use the stratagem in your fight phase when a Space Wolf's unit from your army is selected to fight. If that unit made a charge move this turn, then that fight is resolved each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack, add one to the attack's wound roll. So you get plus one to wound.
2: That's fantastic.
0: That's fantastic. I agree.
2: Any, anytime you're plus one to wound, like... I mean, you know, all right. Even if you're going against a knight, which is generic, dudes, winning on a five instead of a six is so good.
0: Oh, absolutely. Or a three yep. instead of a four, right? Yep,
2: yep. I really, really like that one. Especially when you're going to start seeing heavy intercessors left and right in here, and that T five,
0: you know, right. makes
1: a big difference.
0: Yeah, ginormous difference for sure. Uh, I next don't up... know.
1: My plague marines always died, anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> <my
0: Plague Marines. laughs> uh, next up, we have healing balms. This is the replacement for the apothecary. Um, I only mention it cause it's important, not because I think it's great. It costs one command point and you can use this stratagem at the end of your movement phase. You select one space wolf infantry biker or cavalry model from your army within three inches of a friendly wolf priest that, um, that model regains up to D three lost wounds and each model can only be healed once per turn. So this is just, you can spend a command point to basically do what the apothecary does on his own but it is a way to get some wounds back if you're desperate for them. I thought it was worth talking about.
2: Yeah, but the only issue is Space beam, path stratagem, strategy it lets you heal a flat three, and so this one you're spending a command point to do the D3. So you Right. Oh, no, yeah, it's one. not as
0: good. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying it's a way to recoup a couple wounds. That's all yep. I'm
2: saying. Yep, not bad. If you have Thunder, Thunderwolf Cavalry, Thunder Hammer, you need them to take something down that turn. Exactly. Make sure he yep. there
0: could be Yep, there could be some situations where you wouldn't mind spending the command point to get the wounds back. Yeah. Uh, we have Pack Hunters next. That's two command points. Uh, you use the stratagem in your charge phase. You'll notice that a lot of this book is about the charge phase. They like to charge. Uh, select one enemy unit within engagement range of any Space Wolf unit from your army. Until the end of the turn, each time a friendly Space Wolf's beast or cavalry unit declares a charge that targets the selected unit, roll one additional D6 and discard one of the dice. So you get a roll 3d6 for your charge and drop the the worst result. I really like that a lot.
2: If it, if that target's engaged with somebody already?
0: Yeah, use the stratagem in the charge phase. Select one enemy unit within engagement range of any Space Wolf's unit from your army. Yes, it already has to be engaged.
3: Okay.
0: Um, And then it also does, until the end of the turn, each time a friendly Space Wolf's cavalry model makes an attack with its crushing teeth and claws against the selected unit. And each time a beast model makes an attack with its teeth and claws, you can reroll the wounds. Okay. So this is basically for a, th- a Thundercast strategy, pretty much. Are those uh, those teeth and claws
2: uh, stats any good?
0: They're all right. Yeah, okay. they're not amazing, but they're all right. Uh, they'll, okay. they'll do some damage for sure.
2: I like the fluff of that, you know, the pack yeah. Hunters thing. I'd yeah,
0: I like it too. It, it's got a good, a good theme to it. Um, next up, we have Cloaked by the Storm. It's two command points. Uh, you use this stratagem in your psychic phase after resolving the effects of a psychic power from the tempestus discipline manifested by a Space Wolf Psyker. Until the start of your next phase, each time a ranged attack is made against a friendly Space Wolf's unit within six inches of the Psyker, subtract one from the attack roll. Good. I like this one quite a bit. Yep. So it's basically it's giving you a, a bubble around your your uh, Space Wolf, rune, your Rune Priest, and making it harder for the units within six inches of him to hit.
2: But you have to get a a psychic power off for that to go. For that to to, to activate, right?
0: After resolving the effects of a psychic power. Yep. yep. I, yeah, I like yeah. That. You would have to get it out.
2: Yeah. But that's a great. Little six inch might as well hit though. You can't go wrong with right.
0: that. Right. Yeah. Very good. Within or? no? No, just within. And then the last one I thought that was really worth talking about is called Counter Charge. This costs one slash zero command points.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: So you use the stratagem in your opponent's charge phase. Select one Space Wolf's unit from your army. Until the end of the phase, that unit is eligible to perform a heroic intervention if it is within six inches horizontally of an enemy unit. And when performing a heroic intervention with that unit, you can move each model in that unit up to six inches. All other rules for heroic intervention still apply. The stratagem costs zero if it's a character. If you use it on a character. So basically, gets you pick a Normally...
1: unit, Normally Heroic Intervention is only three inches?
0: Three inches, correct. So it doubles okay. your Heroic Intervention.
1: I did use th- any Space Wolves unit,
2: too.
0: Yeah. No, and, I, I,
2: mean, I just meant for the zero for the oh, character. I'm like, what's yeah, right. the difference. Okay, I got
0: it. Yep. Now, the other thing I think is cool that instead of, like, building this into your character's abilities, like they kind of used to have in the older versions of of the Space Wolves Codex, is that now you can have to use it as a strategy. I mean, you got to pick which model you're going to actually use it on, right? So you yeah. can't have like four characters using it because it's a stratagem. You can only use it once. So you got to be more selective with how you're using that ability.
3: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So that's it for the stratagems that I thought were, were worthy of discussion.
1: Actually, I like Keen Senses a lot too. Oh,
0: you like that one? Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh, Keen Senses is a one CP. You use a stratagem in your shooting phase. You select one Space Wolves infantry, Space Wolves biker, or Space Wolves cavalry unit from your army. Uh, until the end of the turn, you can ignore any, all, any or all hit roll, ballistic skill, and weapon skill modifiers. And each time you make a charge roll for that unit, you can ignore any or all modifiers to that charge roll. That's really good for one. Yeah, I like
0: that too. Especially if you're like in that terrain that would be you know, minus one to your charge or whatever. Yep. That Plus you can ignore the minus one
1: to hit, hit. Yeah, yeah. for shooting yeah. and combat. That's pretty decent too. For, yeah, for like one it. CP, that's really Very good.
0: Very good for one. I agree. <laughs> so that takes us to the warlord traits. Um, there's... <laughs> Six of them, I don't think six of them are worth discussing. <laughs> uh, there was only two There's that won. Really, <laughs> now there were two that jumped out at me. Okay. Um, I really like the Wolfkin. So the Wolfkin is, says that for the purposes of its shock assault ability, this warlord is always treated as having made a charge move and makes D3 additional attacks instead of one as a result of that ability. So, Ryan, what is shock assault from the Space Marine Codex? idea oh you have no idea okay
2: that that's not a normal space marine world. that might be their um their space wolves
1: uh, uh got uh like trait in the marine you codex No, I, I looked and i could not i couldn't I find shock it. shock assault comes sounds like the reaver's ability
0: okay interesting I,
1: don't, I didn't maybe not i don't I know, don't know.
0: I, I could not find it in this book i was <laughs> assuming it was coming from the space marine codex because i didn't see shock assault referenced anywhere in here. We'll have to look into that because it's, it's not
2: sounding anything I know of right now.
0: Okay, fair enough. I guess we'll have to do some more research into that.
2: Uh, the uh, other I'll one that I really liked was
0: called Hunter. Hunter is you can add one to advance and charge rolls made for this warlord, and he can also charge in a turn in which he advanced or fell back. I just love that ability. Anytime that you can bounce out of combat and charge another unit, I just think it's great.
3: Yeah, that's always good to have that option.
0: So that brings us to the next segment, which are called sagas. Now, sagas are something that's very different from anything that you would see in the Space Marine Codex. So this is another um, extra set of rules that's been tacked on to make the army feel a lot more thematic. So the sagas, I would relate to, you know, like the old Norse legends. Think of them that way. So as your character fights in a battle, he's building his legend. He's building his saga. And so what these rules do is they, they reflect that and what's he's trying to achieve and how that's adding to his glory. So depending upon which warlord trait you take, then you have to achieve something in the corresponding saga. And then after you achieve your goal, then what it does is it basically tacks on a aura ability that's useful to any core unit within six inches of your character. So for an example, like I said, I like the Wolfkin mo- uh, Warlord trait. So if I had the Wolfkin Warlord trait on my character, on my general, then he would gain the Wolfkin Saga. In the Saga, you have a deed that you need to accomplish. So the deed of the Wolfkin is that an enemy model is destroyed as a result of a melee attack made by this model. So you can just have your Warlord in combat kill just a chump, and then that triggers the Saga. So, when the saga is triggered, it creates an aura. It says, while a friendly space wolf's core unit is within six inches of this model, that unit is always treated as having made a charge move for the purposes of its shock assault ability. So, I basically, don't know what shock assault was too. Yeah, oh, what is uh, it? We're, we're, shock, we're assault?
1: Idiots. shock assault is the, uh, the rule for if this unit makes a charge move, is charged, or performs a heroic intervention. Add one to the attacks characteristics of models in this unit to, uh, to turn.
2: Yeah, I always get confused. Angels of Death, because it's really three rules in one. I always just think it's oh. Angels of Death.
0: Oh, it's so it is the from the Space Marine Codex. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's just the plus one attack. it's the plus one attack if they get charged or do a charge.
0: Plus one if you charged or get charged. Okay, Or do or so a hero you,
1: convention. Yeah, so you get D3 instead of one with that warlord trait.
0: Okay, that's awesome. And then...
1: So this turns it into an aura of D3 attacks
0: instead of correct. one. Correct, an aura. Yes, an aura. Exactly. So it says while, well, but no, no, it doesn't. It says oh. while a friendly space wolf core unit is within six inches of this model, that unit always is always treated as having oh. made a charge move. So it always gets so plus one, so one attack, So one it's charge fight phase. Yeah, you're okay. stuck in turn right. two.
3: Gotcha.
0: Which I think is pretty good.
3: Yeah,
2: especially with the, the other things that trigger off of uh, being charged. Yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh um, no, I'm
2: sorry. It's charging just for the purposes of shock assault. So, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, so they're
2: they're always getting that plus one attack,
0: right, all the time. Yeah, but I'm
2: saying wouldn't trigger their other charge bonuses. I, I thought they. Oh, always I see what you
0: mean. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, we'll talk about the saga of the hunter as well. The deed of the hunter is successfully charge an enemy unit with this model. That's easy. Yep. So the saga of the hunter aura is while a friendly space wolf's core unit is within six inches of this model, that unit is eligible to declare a charge in a turn in which they advance. <coughs> While the friendly Space core unit with the Swift Hunter's ability is within six inches of this model, that unit is eligible to declare a charge in a turn in which they fell back.
2: Running and charging is never bad.
0: Running and charging is always good, no doubt about it. And like you said, this is an easy one to get off, right? You just got to make that charge. And if you took the Hunter Warlord trait, you're getting a plus one to your charge rolls too. So it's making that even easier to get off. You figure you pull a charge off in turn one or turn two. You got that nice buff with everything that's hanging out with your warlord. I really like the mechanics of this whole thing. Um, didn't they try it's, to
1: do this the last edition and it just didn't? I don't know. It didn't have the feel, the right feel to it. I think.
0: I, yeah, I think you're. I think you're exactly right. Um, and it's something that's easy to get kind of lost in the cards as you got everything going on in the game. But I think this is something with the aura abilities, especially. I just, I just really like the feel of it. I think it adds to the the thematic feel of the Space Wolves.
2: I think it's cool. I wish it wasn't tied to the Warlord trait. Um, You know, like you could just, even if you could only pick one of these per battle, but like anytime you did it, then you could pick that one uh, and then stick with the rest of the battle. I, I would like that versus, hey, you have this Warlord trait, so this is the saga that you can try to do. I, I get more you. More flexibility would be cool.
0: That would be nice. Uh, there's also a stratagem that you can take to give a second guy, a uh, second model a Warlord trait as well. And so you can have two different guys going for different sagas. If you wanted to spend the command point for that stratagem. All right. so That would be a way to kind of get multiple things going. It's still not quite what you're asking for, but it's a little closer.
3: Uh, So I know that they have
2: their own relics. Can you... Can you only take these relics and you can't take the ones out of the No, space, you can take uh, anything out of the
0: space Marine Codex too. You, you okay. can take it all. It's almost to the point where why would you play just generic space Marines when you can take <laughs> yeah, you have all this free stuff as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be the same thing with the blood angels and the dark angels. I'm it's, sure.
1: It says right here that you can give them one of these instead.
0: Yeah, you can. Not that you must.
1: Huh? No, it says one must train your army. One of the following relics of the Fang to a space wolves model. Your army. Instead of giving, I don't know, the way it reads to me. Oh, oh you, I, okay. I guess it as say. Yeah, you can. you can. Yeah, you can. Right?
0: So you can do whatever you want. That's yeah. I, I get right, you just why good.
2: not just play one of these <laughs> other ones if you have everything
0: available anyway? Right. So a couple of the relics that I thought were cool. Again, I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, I really liked the Wolfenstone. So this says, the bear has the following ability, bestial charge. It's an aura. When a friendly Space Wolf's core unit is within six inches of the bearer, you can reroll charge rolls made for that unit. That's awesome. Great. Now, it also has an ability that says once per battle, at the start of the fight phase, the bearer can evoke the spirits of the wolfen. If it does, select one friendly Space Wolves unit within six inches of the bear. Mine didn't say core. It just says friendly Space Wolves unit within six inches of the bear that has the Savage Fury ability. Until the end of the phase... Each time a model in that unit makes an attack, the additional hit scored as a result of the Savage Fury ability achieved on a five-up instead of the six-up. So exploding fives instead of exploding sixes. Awesome. Just thought that was awesome.
2: I, I really like just Armor Rust again. It gets you that two-plus save that we know is hard to get. Yeah, save.
0: Armor Rust is amazing, but I mean. With a
2: four plus involved, but then, yeah, it's the, at the start of the fight phase, you can select one of the, the engagement range that unit is not eligible to fight until all eligible units have, have done
0: Yeah, some. making them go last. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> one, too.
2: But, again, that goes back to what we just talked about because Artificer Armor in the Space Marine book, that just gives you your two up and you have your four up from your Iron Halo or whatever. Right. And then it adds the, oh, by the way, you fight last. Like Right, yeah. That's so fucking
0: good compared right. to the normal. For for how much more? Oh, wait, for nothing oh, zero more. Right. more. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. is what yeah. it is, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, but.
1: The, the Pelt is pretty good, too.
0: W- which one?
1: The Pelt of Beowulf.
0: Oh, the Pelt of Beowulf is awesome. I have that on my list. Go ahead, JT, each, talk about each, it.
1: Each time a melee attack is made against the bears, subtract one from that attack's hit roll and wound roll. Yeah, it's
0: amazing.
1: So good that it's both. <laughs> that yeah, so good. You don't see that very often.
0: No, you don't. <coughs> Uh, another one I really liked, even though I don't like to take weapons very much. I just gotta talk about it. I like oh, the black so death. black
2: death, yes.
0: Yeah, this is the model equipped uh, the model equipped with a mastercrafted power axe or power axe only. This relic replaces the mastercrafted blah, blah blah blah. This is Black Death. It's plus two strength, minus two AP, one damage. This is each time the bearer fights it makes an additional d6 attacks. That's so great.
2: Well, if you if you combine that with that warlord trait, that gives you D three instead of plus one for charging, then you already get another plus one for charging. You're at D three plus one plus D (laughs) six attacks. Right.
3: That
2: could be really good.
0: Yeah, he's gonna do a couple couple wounds with that profile, right?
2: it would be insane if it was damage two instead of one, though.
0: Oh, it, yeah, that would be a little too far, I think.
1: I'm down a space brain each time. <laughs> hey, it's just like heavy bolters. Yeah, <laughs> so right. good.
0: So good. And, yeah, and the special issue warrior is kind of neat, but I don't feel the need to really go through it. It's just kind of ways to uh, equip some of your guys with the old-school type Space Wolf war gear that you, you know, had before. Frost weapon and frost weapon. Yeah, frost weapon, adamantine mantle, artificer armor, all that stuff. Um, so then, that takes us to the te- Tempestus discipline for the Rune Priests. These are their psychic abilities. There's six of them. Um, I picked a couple out that I thought were pretty good. The first one I wanted to talk about was called Tempest's Wrath. It's a malediction power. It goes off on a six. If it's manifested, select one enemy unit within 24 inches until the start and. Granted, it didn't say line of sight, it just says enemy unit within 24 until the start of your next psychic phase. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack, subtract one from its hit roll. So, this is quite awesome. Uh, you can mix it with that nice stratagem, I guess. I guess it wouldn't stack because you can't stack the negatives to hit, I guess.
2: No, but then it'd give it the bubble against everything else. Then, right, you you know, if your tank's out of range but you don't want that devastator squad to shoot it, you can hit them with the minus one and then right to go.
0: Yeah, it's I like, just like any time you're knocking down an, an opponent's ability to hit you is not a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Plus, there's nothing wrong with minus two to hit. It gets rid of some of the plus ones to hit that are out there. that's yeah, very Good true. Good point.
0: Good point. And then uh, I'm going to talk about an old favorite that I really liked when it came out, and I think the fifth edition version Jaws? of this book is Jaws of the World Wolf. Yeah, buddy. Great name. I just love this name for whatever reason. Uh, this is a Witchfire. It goes off on a seven. If it's manifested, you select one enemy unit within eighteen inches invisible. Roll a d6 for each model in that unit, adding one to the result. If the result of the psychic test was nine or more, for each six up, that unit su- that unit suffers one mortal wound.
2: It used to be so much better.
0: Oh, it did. It used to be ridiculous. <laughs> Just wiping good.
1: units out. Right,
0: right. This is not nearly as good as it used to be, but I still like it.
1: Still not bad.
0: No, it's still no, not no, bad. It's, it's not bad.
1: Except people aren't running. Uh, hordes anymore so yeah right it, it loses some value when everybody's msu
0: it does uh we'll see where things go that that may may change down the road but who knows so now we're on to the the book specific secondaries and this is actually an area where i really thought all four were worth talking about and i haven't felt that way yet when reviewing one of these ninth edition books So I'm kind of hopeful about that. And the first one in here is called Purge the Enemy. So if you select this objective, you score victory points as follows. So you score two points if any character units were destroyed by a Space Wolf unit from your army during this battle round. If no character units were destroyed, but a character unit suffered three or more wounds as a result of attacks made by Space Wolf, score one point instead. And then the second bullet point says, score three victory points if any monster units were destroyed by a Space Wolves unit from your army during this battle round. If no monster were destroyed, but you did three wounds, you get one instead. So this one here, you're focusing on killing characters or monsters. Now, there's a lot of games where you might not run into an opponent where this would be super useful because they may not be running enough of either of those two categories. But if they are, like if you're up against Tyranids, this is a great secondary to pick.
1: sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I just think there's there's opportunities to score these points. And that's what I when I'm looking at secondaries, I'm looking at opportunities. And this one has opportunities.
2: Uh off topic, back yeah. to your tournament. Did you pick the same secondaries every uh, every game? I did not. Okay. I did not. I was Were you just trying stuff out, or did you base them all on your opponent?
0: Um, yes.
3: Okay.
0: Yes. I was trying stuff out and I was basing it on my opponent.
3: Okay.
0: Um, I did like fool around with like the mission specific ones in almost every game <coughs> just cause I wanted to try those out and, and see how I could, how I could do to score them. Um, and in two of the three games that worked out and the third one, it did not Or <coughs> actually the middle one, it didn't work out, but then nothing worked out in that game for me. So kind of a theme. So the second one in the purge the enemy category in this book here is called Heroic Challenge. So at the start of the first command phase, you must select one Space Wolf character model from your army to issue the challenge. And your opponent must select one character model to accept the challenge. If either player does not have a character model, they must instead select their warlord. You score five victory points at the end of the battle for each of the following conditions that have been achieved. Number one is the model that accepted the challenge was destroyed. Number two is the model that accepted the challenge was destroyed as a result of a melee attack. And number three, the model that was killed by your character that did the challenge. And so if you get all three of those things, you get 15 points. Or if you get one of them, you get five points. Two, you get ten.
2: Seems Um, limiting.
0: It is limiting. I liked it because, and I don't know if I would ever take this in an actual game, but I thought it was very cool and thematic to the book because this book That's is fair. heavily about about heroes, right? Yeah. About making that saga, writing that story for your character. And this definitely ties into writing a story for your character.
1: I'd rely on having my warlord score my secondaries by himself.
0: Yeah. No, right, yeah. it's. <laughs> but, you know, you can still kill the guy in melee with somebody else and still get two-thirds of the points, right? And 10 points for a secondary, while it's not what you're shooting for, it's not horrible. Uh, that brings us to the No Mercy, No res- no Respite category. And the first one here is called the Mighty Saga. It says, if you select this objective, you score two points at the end of each battle round for each of the following achieved by your Space Wolves Warlord for a maximum of five points. So if you're, if you're uh, an enemy monster vehicle, loses any wounds as a result of attacks made by your Warlord, five points, or I'm sorry, that's two points, my bad. Um, then you can do an enemy monster or vehicle is destroyed as a result of an attack made by this warlord, okay? An enemy character is destroyed as a result of a melee attack by this warlord, or five or more models were destroyed as attacks made by this warlord, or at the final one is at the start of your command phase, this warlord is within range of an objective marker that is wholly within your opponent's deployment zone. So again, like you said, JT, you're kind of banking on your Warlord staying alive, but if he is alive and kicking ass, he can rack up points.
2: A lot of ways to score there,
1: that's for sure.
0: A lot of options, exactly.
1: Yeah, but and it's then the one f- character scoring all your points for you. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, that, c- that could be problematic, but that's why you give him the two up, four up and make your opponent's fight last, right?
3: Yeah.
0: So the final one here is called Warrior Pride. <coughs> And this one is, you score three points at the end of your turn if two or more spatial units from your army are with an engagement range of any enemy units that have completed a charge move this turn. Yeah. So, I love this one. Because you're going to try to be charging all the time with his army. Yep. So uh,
3: That's a 12-pointer, for sure. Yeah.
0: Out of Maybe. the four, that's the best one, in my opinion. But I, I like it a lot. That's good. Yeah, so that being said, after this, we have the Crusade air rules, which we're not going to cover in this episode, but we may come back and talk about it at some point.
2: Uh, we do have the, the data sheets here, too. Yep,
0: we do have the data sheets section, right. Oh, Go I ahead, Ryan. You, you want to read read those abilities real quick?
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, there's three of them here. So uh, Berserk Charge, like we already talked about. Uh, this unit is either the Hunter's Unleashed Chapter Tactic or if it is the Inheritors of the Primarch su- sex- Successor Tactic and is using Chapter Tactics of the Space Wolves. It's kind of wordy. Then each time it fights, if a model made a charge in this turn, then, uh, then until the unit is resolved, add one of the attack characters. So again, we talked about that's how you get your additional plus one attack on top right. of Shock Assault. Fantastic. Uh, uh, then you have Headstrong. If this unit does not contain a wolf guard model then each time this unit declares a charge you must select the closest eligible enemy unit so again it's kind of hey the the young pups ready to charge in right and yet then you have swift hunters uh the unit uh, is eligible to declare a charge with even an advance this turn in addition each time the unit makes a pile and move or consolidation move miles in this unit can move an additional one inch uh, i really like that i'm looking forward to seeing who has the swift hunters uh, because again, anytime running charges involved, that's that's always a good thing. And then that plus one inch uh pile-in and consolidation really comes in handy a lot of times. Yeah, it'll
0: come in it'll come in very handy.
2: All right, so it leads us to uh,
1: to our data sheets, yeah, which starts off sheet, with sure. the characters. So Santa so, Claus is actually playable this time.
0: Uh, I, I think so. Uh, we'll talk about it here in a second. Uh, what I did wanna bring up though, real quick before we get into these, is that those that berserk charge and the headstrong are relegated to the swift claw units and that's it so you're basically looking at basically their uh, the assault squad and the jump pack squad that's the only ones that are going to get that okay Uh, just so we know that going in those are the only ones that are going to have that swift Claw keyword that are going to give them those two abilities and then the swift hunters that's going to be on your your uh, thunderwolf cav and the wolves would be my my guess so as far as the units go, yeah, um, Logan, he's awesome. I do think that the uh, the Santa Claus sled might be the way to take him, even because it's only a twenty five point difference between him in Terminator armor and him on the on the sled.
2: I hate the sled so much, though.
1: Sled's amazing. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs>
0: It
1: talking, is, here it, comes here comes Santa Claus. Right. It's, it's
0: an extremely <laughs> odd model. I don't love it, but it does look like it could be pretty darn good. So what it's all, what it's doing for you basically is it's increasing your wounds characteristic from seven to fourteen. So you're doubling your wounds for twenty five points. Now, granted, you're also making yourself unable to be uh, protected by your other units with the sir, sure. rule, right? But you're also bumping your movement up from five inches to 10 inches.
3: Double your move, double your wounds.
0: Double your move, double your wounds. Uh, You're also picking up two points of strength, your strength, or um, I'm sorry, two points of toughness, your T6 instead of T4. Size. And then everything else is the same. Same weapon. Logan
1: doesn't need that silly lookout, sir.
0: Yeah, he's a fucking move. He might not.
1: Yeah. Don't forget, though, you do also get six additional
2: attacks at strength five minus two AP one damage each from the wolves, is, which right? Is yes, good.
0: Yes, it that's is a good, good. Stat line, yeah, yeah, he's good. I mean, he has some nice little abilities. Uh, he can select a core unit within six to reroll their hits, that's really Basically, awesome. Got the
2: chapter Master, that's right. Solid.
0: Uh, the rights of battle is all core units within six reroll hits of ones, you can't complain about that. And then he has the High King of Fenris. Uh, if he's your warlord. He's always uh, treated as having completed his saga deed, so that's an that's an auto turned on. Now, granted, he has a specific one that he comes yeah, with. I would say he he a pick comes with one, yeah, right? he comes with one. I I forget which one he comes with, which is is probably some crappy one.
1: He's uh, also a swift hunter, Ryan.
0: <clears throat> he has the uh, aura of majesty. So what that does is that uh, while friendly core unit is within six each time they make a morale check, they auto pass. Who gives a crap? So that's not that good.
2: Where, where do you see that he's a swift rider, JT? I see he's under, a storm rider. under
1: under abilities. He's got angel of death and swift hunters.
2: Okay, uh, dude. I mean, he's he's pretty legit with his no. five axe swings and then the the six wolves with that. I agree. Like,
1: it's, it's not bad. It's no, it's not way bad. Better enough. than what it was before. I don't know. Nobody ever took him, so I figured he was garbage.
0: Right. Where where did you see that, JT? Oh, there he is, under abilities. Under abilities, yeah, yeah, yep, there it is. No, very cool. Yeah, he's worth taking. He's worth playing with, and I don't think he's crazy expensive yet. The, the you know the most expensive is one eighty. I mean, that's yeah, not nuts. That ain't, that ain't bad. Uh, the other one on this opening page is Najal Stormcaller. Now he is like an old, trusty model, but what I did notice is that he is no longer available in power armor form. You oh, have before to take can him in Terminator, Terminator
3: or Power Armor.
0: Right. For the longest time. Well, because he originally was in Power Armor, right? So, like, third edition, Power Armor, badass. And then, I think around fifth edition, they came out with that Terminator version of him. And then you always had the option of one way or the other. And now they've just off the Power Armor version, and he's only available in Terminator Armor now. <clears throat> so, I thought so that was worth bringing up.
2: I wish they'd thinned down the Space Marine. You
0: Power wish they'd armor. what?
2: Slim down the Space Marine our armor. Oh
0: right, yeah.
2: Oh, I do like that he return? has the the Lord of Tempest, which is add one to the psychic test taken for this model. That helps you get off the the jaws, which right. is on the nine or more, you know, you do it on fives. instead of that, sixes, so that's nice. Right.
0: Yes, it is nice. Um, I also love his staff of the Stormcaller, which you can reroll deny the witch tests. Great. Yep. And then uh, also he has the psychic hood, so you get plus one to deny your the, to deny the witch tests.
2: And does he deny one or oh. two. Two. Sweet. That's really good. Yeah, he has really
0: two, denies two. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's 140 points. Um, I think he's pretty durable. I think he has a lot of functionality. If you're looking for a Psyker in your in your list, I definitely would consider taking him if you can squeeze him in points-wise. What
3: about the Nightwing weapon that he has, though? 12-inch range oh, assault three, strength three minus, or I'm sorry,
2: AP zero one damage. Right.
0: It's kind of uh, a waste of time, right? That's
2: exactly. What yeah. I was thinking. That's just kind of a waste of time on this. Outline. Yeah,
0: it, I, I think it's just more of a throwback to to his bird that he's yeah, always he's got. Had, the, he's right? got the Cyber
1: Raven, man. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, well, it's a, it's it's a throwback his, to
1: it's the It's not model. his gun, dude. It's yeah, his little it fucking AP raven. Give an one, at least. Like, that's, let it do something. Should just yeah. do a mortal wound. There you, <laughs> there you go. Three attacks, mortal wound on a six Go freaking peck some eyes out.
0: That's yeah. Perfect. yeah, it's definitely a throwback for sure.
1: All That's right. strength three, AP zero. It says he's uh, got sharp eyes and a, and a beak. Must not be that sharp.
0: <laughs> Must not be that sharp. Yeah. Uh, How strong can we, your beak we, be?
2: We do have uh, my one of my favorite characters in all of 40k coming up next. Bjorn. Bjorn. Bjorn's bell-handed. a beast. I How love is he in Bjorn. This
0: book? Is he good? So, well, let's do a little bit of uh, a little backstory here and that Bjorn is the oldest living space marine. That's correct, he is. He was alive during the Horus Heresy. And pretty, that's, pretty cool, cool. That's, that's cool. That's very cool. That's freaking cool. He just lives in stasis, and then in an, in case of emergency, they break glass and let him out.
2: Yeah, he is the nuclear option for the Space Wolves.
0: He absolutely is. I, I love this guy. I always have loved this guy. I will continue to love him forever. So he runs... From 180 to 200 points, depending upon how you're going to kit him out.
2: Oh, you can kit him out differently as a character? Yeah, you,
0: he has some weapon options, which oh. makes him different than most characters, because you, yeah. you have some choices. Um, that being said, I think he'll probably end up closer to 200 points for you, because you're going to give him a gun worth taking, instead of just an assault cannon, because why bother?
2: I'm looking at a stat line here, and I see his T8. Has he always been T8? I know he's been tougher than a normal Dread.
0: I think he has. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not, well, I mean, for the longest time, they weren't toughness at all, right? They were just armor value.
2: That's true. Yeah. And um, he had a higher army value than a normal dreadnought.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, but I think from when they started putting toughness on dreads, I think he has always been an eight. I'm not positive okay. on that. Uh, but he has the awesome dreadnought duty eternal. You get to subtract one from his wounds. I love that ability. Uh, he's got a five up in or a five up feel no pain. Awesome. Great. Uh, let see here. He has the ability where if there's a core unit within six, they can reroll hits of one, just like a captain.
2: Oh, so that's, that's awesome. That's sweet.
0: And then he explodes if he gets killed. So, you know, he's a strong dread. He's got eight wounds. He's a character, so you can protect him.
2: Uh, can we please talk about, though, his true claw? Sure. Plus five strength, minus right. four AP, D6 damage. Each time you make an attack with this weapon, you can re-roll the wound roll. Yeah, that's
0: amazing. Re-rolling wounds is amazing.
2: But the D6 damage claw, like, that is so yeah. good.
0: So good. That's yeah, it's fantastic.
2: Yep. <laughs> that's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, so strength 12 minus 4. You're going to do some damage with that dude for so sure. Let's
2: see. So he's got 5 attacks. He's got angels of death, so that'll pump him up to 6. Does he get the other savage strike and stuff mm-hmm. that anybody else gets or no? No, he doesn't have that. Okay, so he's looking at mo- most of the time he'll have 6 attacks. Right. Really good.
0: That's really good. Yeah, he's he's legit, and and just the fact that you can have this big badass dreadnought, and he's protected by you know, look out, sir. So good.
3: Yeah. Uh, what what gun would you give him, Jeff?
0: Um, I'd probably lean multi-melta, maybe Laz cannon. Though the Hellfrost Cannon's really good too.
3: Well, that,
2: I'm looking at this, and I do like the Hellfrost Cannon, but the the only the one shot at the heavy yes. version, right? Versus the Melta with the heavy two, it just right. It, 36 inch range though. I know, but with the short tables, we know 24 is basically like the new 36. 36 is like the new 48. Yeah, I, I think with him, because you want to get close, you want to punch some people with that awesome claw. That the multi-melta would work just great for you or just right. as good for you with an additional
0: shot. For sure. I mean, I, I do know that it will not be a plasma cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and it will well, not be an auto cannon or a heavy flamer. Oh, it you would be you're,
2: you're gonna skip out on the assault cannon on this guy. Come on.
0: The, you know, the original model only came with an assault cannon.
2: Yeah, that's why I think that's so cool that even though he's a named character, you can change to whatever gun you want. That's yeah, that's I really, I really, really like nice. that
0: too. And I also love the fact that he hits on twos. So he's He's a strong-ass dread, man. Like, I okay, really okay. like it him makes, a lot.
2: It makes sense fluff-wise. I mean, he's been around forever. He clearly right. knows how to shoot every right. one of those guns, yeah. and you just kid him out as needed. I like yeah, it. Yeah, he's
0: not going to waste his time. He's, he's going to bring what he needs.
2: Bjorn is a, uh, it's a win for me.
0: Yeah, Bjorn's a thumbs-up. I agree.
2: Okay. I That's
0: also good. wanted to talk about Ulrich the Slayer, just because right. he's also iconic.
2: Who's this dude? This is the
3: chaplain dude, right?
2: Or the, yeah, he's the, the chaplain dude. That's
0: okay. exactly is. He's a wolf priest. Uh, he's 110 points. I like a couple of the things he's got. He's got the, uh, wolf helm of Russ. So it was while a friendly wolves core unit is with a nine models in that unit can use this model's leadership instead of their own. So he's lead nine. So it's okay. Whatever. I
2: think chaplains have that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's got a wolf amulet. So he has a four up in and then he has the slayer's oath. So if an enemy character or monster is destroyed by an attack made by this model, then until the end of the battle, do not roll to see if any litanies recited by this model are inspired. They are automatically inspiring. Great. And then he has uh, three litanies. He has the, the base litany plus two on top of that. Like it. And he triggers them on a three up, which is not the best, but it's still standard, right?
2: That's said, awesome, But he, he can he can choose two litanies a turn. So he's, he's pretty similar to the, uh, the, the upgraded chaplain. Upgraded in the chaplain, book. exactly. Yeah. I, which is I why really I thought like he
0: was worth talking about. Yep. So also in the space Marine codex, if you take a chaplain, it's, re- it replaces the chaplain keyword with the wolf priest keyword. Okay. Or I guess it doesn't replace it. It just adds it. Cause he has chaplain as well.
3: Okay.
0: So he's chaplain, he's master of sanctity and he's wolf priest and he's a priest <laughs> He's got so a lot that, of titles.
2: That, that answers my next question. Is I was wondering in these, these supplements, if you could replace um, or upgrade like you can in the Space Rings with one of these guys. And the fact that he has the Master Sanctity keyword, that means that, yes, your, your Wolf Priest could become a Master of Sanctity.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yep, you are correct.
2: Again, that, that all goes back to why not just play one of these special books that have additional rules for you?
0: You got it. Yeah, I think uh, after these next couple months, I think you're going to see a lot less Codex Space Marines, and you're going to see a lot more of these other three books coming out because of that whole thing. Why? Why not? Yeah. Why not just get everything the Space Marines have plus? Because that's easy math, right?
2: Well, maybe that's why they toned down the Space Marine book. Yeah, maybe. All right. Who else we got?
0: Uh, Harold Deathwolf. I wanted to talk about. He's 140 points. He's mounted on a Thunderwolf, which makes him awesome because Thunderwolves are cool as shit. Yes, they are. He has some pretty cool abilities. Uh, he has the Lord of the Wolfkin. So while any friendly Space Wolf's Cav or Space Wolf's Beast unit is within six inches, they can use his leadership instead. Who cares? Uh, but then he has rights of Battle. Uh, If there's a core unit within 6 inches, they get a reroll hits of 1, again like any captain. And then he has Mantle of the Troll King. Each time an attack is allocated to this model, subtract 1 from the damage characteristic to a minimum of 1. I love that.
2: That's awesome.
0: And he's T5, so he's going to be kind of harder to wound as it is. And he has 7 wounds with a 3-up save. This dude's pretty legit. And he has a Storm Shield, so he's really a 2-up, 4-up.
2: I, I love his uh his axe that he has too. the glacius plus two minus two two damage and
1: then each time he hits uh with a six it does a mortal on top of that
0: yeah so that's, that's fantastic
1: yep so the real I mean, thing the real thing about this data slate is when are they coming out with trolls <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but he is also a swift hunter so you add that with the angels of death and then yes. boom, he's he's looking at seven attacks with that axe plus the wolf attacks like uh, that dude's good,
0: right? And then he has outflank too, right? So you can come in hey, off the side of the board.
2: He's dirt cheap, also.
0: Yeah, hundred forty is not bad for what this guy can for do. For That
2: stat line, yeah, I, I like it.
0: Yeah, I like it a lot. Then I also want to talk about the other character on a Thunder Wolf, which is Canis Wolfborn. He's even cheaper. He's one twenty.
2: Yeah, because he blows.
0: Oh, I don't think he blows. Mm,
2: I like. The he's not as better. good as the
0: other guy, but I, I don't like think the, he blows.
2: I like axes better than lightning claws. I'm not a lightning
1: claw guy. I've never had. All right. A-
0: you get a reroll wounds with lightning claws, that's cool.
1: You can ride the wolf, <laughs> wolf. Without cutting him with the <laughs> yeah. How the hell does, does he hold on to that? Thing? Does it doesn't make any sense? Right.
0: Well, I love that he has the honor of death, which is the six inch heroic intervention. I really like that rule. And then he has Born of Wolves. So while a friendly calf, beast, or chariot unit, so that's there's Logan Grimnar for you. Uh is within six inches of the model. Each time that unit fights until the fight is resolved, they can each model in that unit can make one additional attack with its with the wolf uh, the wolf claws, the, the actual wolf. I really like that ability. It's a way to get a ton of extra attacks on the charge. That's really cool.
1: That, so the claws. Two. Is that what that is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just gonna ask. Because he has two woes instead of one. So so it gives you eight.
0: Right. And then he also has martial superiority at the start of the fight phase. If it's within engagement range, it can fight first. So first strike. First strike Uh, is good.
2: Okay. And his wolf claws are two damage each, and he's got six attacks. Yeah. Plus angels of death, plus swift hunters. So eight attacks. And he's takes five. That's good.
0: Right. No,
2: I just just like Harold.
0: No, I I like Harold more too, but why not have both?
3: That's fair. If you're running a T. Uh, a TCAV army, like, yeah. They're
2: both cheap enough. You could easily run both as your two yeah, you, heroes.
0: You definitely could. And then okay. um I'm not going to really talk about any other characters. There really aren't many. Uh, the only things left are the Space Wolf specific things. Again, you could take captains, you could take lieutenants, you can take standard yeah, bears, can- all that stuff from the Space Marine Collects, you can take.
2: Yeah, and they do have the Wolf Lord on Thunderwolf, so you can customize your captain on the Thunderwolf that you, you want. You got it. That's
0: exactly why it's in here. So you can put a captain on a Thunderwolf. Um, and then if you take a captain out of the Space Marine Codex, he becomes a Wolf Lord. Okay. Um, so that brings us to the units. So I'm not going to talk about a ton of these. There's only a, f- well, there's four thing. There isn't a ton in here because Wolf <laughs> of it's in the Space Marine Codex, right? I thought the blood claws were worth talking about because you are picking up those uh, extra special rules that we mentioned earlier, because they have uh, the berserk charge and headstrong rules because they're swift claws.
2: It's a big data
0: sheet. It is a big data sheet, but it's most an of it entire it's,
2: page for one.
0: Yeah, it's mostly because of that they can take that Wolfguard pack leader. Okay,
2: yeah,
0: and then you can all you can outfit him like yeah, crazy. you want. So that takes a a ton of wording, and okay. because they're trying to make it all encompassing on on each unit. It just adds space. So what I really liked about this unit is if you were a fan of space wolves in the past, you didn't usually like to take blood claws because they had a weapon skill and a ballistic skill of a four or in the olden days, they used to be a three. So they needed fours to hit instead of threes to hit. But now they've changed it so that now they hit just like all the other space Marines, space Marines in the universe, they hit on threes we're both shooting in and hand-to-hand, and I think that's makes them worth taking now.
3: Yeah, that's pretty good, especially, I mean, you know, Yuma,
2: the chain sword. so now they're at minus 1 AP with an extra attack, so that's 2. Swift Claws is 3, and Shock Assault is 4. So each one of these little tiny-ass jumps has 4 attacks at strength 4, hitting on 3 is minus I, 1 AP. I think
0: they'd have 5 attacks, because, oh no, you're right, because they have 1 attack base, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: a little surprised they have one attack base, but again, you're giving them plus three attacks, so I guess five would be a little silly for how cheap they are.
0: Right. Yeah, and and they're very affordable at 13 points a model. I think think that this unit is something to look out for. Yeah. I think they can do some damage, and I think they're pretty durable with the two wounds, three-up save. I would strongly consider putting them in, in a list, especially if I was working on an assault list which I think if you're playing Space Wolves, you're leading that way. Sure. Um, the Grey Hunters are just your replacement for TAC Marines. I'm not going to really bother talking about them, though I do like the fact that they have the wolf standard that you can take, and so each time you make an advance or a charge roll, you can reroll any dice rolls of one. I thought that was kind of cool. Sod. So I think the Wolf Guard and Terminator armor are definitely something that you'd want to look at. Because Terminators are awesome now with their three wounds apiece. They're just like Terminators in the Space Marine Codex. Um, They really don't have anything different than what Space Marines have, but they're all Wolfguard. I don't know if that does anything for you or not. Uh, The standard Wolfguard without Terminator armor, pretty interesting too, in that you're picking up an extra attack on the profile and you're only paying one point more. So I thought that was worth talking about too. And we this got book,
3: the.
0: Go ahead. Oh,
2: I was going to say we have the the brand new sort of brand new unit, the Hounds of
0: Morcai. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Uh, we got a brand new unit in the book. Now the models aren't brand new; they came out <laughs> with uh, the you know eighth edition Space Wolf or Space yep. Marine Codex. Yeah, this is the Reavers. They're the Reavers. You just yes, paint them with darker armor. Yep, they're they're gray Reavers. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're 22 points a model. You can take them in 5 to 10. They had some kind of interesting rules, I thought, with the anti-psyker stuff. If so, you know
2: you're going against psychers, they are super good.
0: Yeah, they really are. Uh, see, the models in this unit, ignore, look out, sir, if they're targeting a psyker. So you can pick psychers out, which I thought was really cool. And then there are runic, to- runic totems. So, this unit can only be selected as the target of an enemy psychic power if it is the closest enemy to the psy- to the psyker manifesting that power. That's super good. And then they also have Morkai's Howl, which is while an enemy psyker is within 18, you get to subtract one from their psychic tests. While that psyker is within six inches of this unit, subtract an additional one for the psychic test. That's great.
1: But you missed part of the runic totems too they got a oh, four that? up they get a four up struggle to wounds loss in the psychic oh. phase yeah
0: that's right that's kind of important sorry
1: <laughs> yeah that's really good yeah, how so
0: many it's, how it's many it's points are, re, are reavers Ryan
2: Reavers uh they're around twenty
0: okay so you paid a little bit more than yeah, you a couple for a Reaver points. unit but I I think the unit's kind of cool like you said if you're playing against a psyker you it's a really good value
2: yeah, I mean it, they're really good. You know, they're a little more expensive than normal reavers, and basically the same rules uh, or same war gear options. So if you know you're going against psychers, like yeah, you just run with them instead of reavers. I, I, they they lose the the leadership debuff that the reavers have. Okay, um, but they're psychic you know, stuff. Kind kind of specific. I I like them. I mean, if you're gonna run Reavers, I think you're better off just bumping them up to these guys because you get a little extra utility out of them. Sure. Uh, but but again, they still they still have the same downfalls with their weapons as Reavers have.
0: Right. Yeah, 12 inch range pistol, right? Yeah, yeah. it just
1: it just doesn't quite no do combat yeah, knives. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they are damaged too against Psychiatres.
0: Too bad you can't squeeze them into a drop pod.
1: A <laughs> darn Primaris armor.
0: All right, got to get rid of that Primaris keyword, damn it.
2: Well, I like it. I like that they try to do something with Reavers. Um, I think it is a cool unit. I just I don't know how much of a psychic game you're going to see in Ninth
3: edition.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure yet either. I think we're still a little too early to really tell at this point. Yeah. Well, following them up, we have the Wolfen. Now, the is, this Wolfen your, is this
2: your favorite unit?
0: Yeah, traditionally, they are. Uh, the, the two units I love in this book are the Wolfen and the Thunderwolf Cav.
2: Okay.
0: Um, I think the Wolfen have taken a little hit in, in this Really? Edition. Yeah, not huge. Okay. Um, the biggest thing is traditionally I would always run them with a couple of Storm Shields, right? To give them, them some survivability. Yep. So they went from having a four-up, three-up, because the Storm Shield used to be a three-up, but now it's a four-up invulnerable save. And so, while that's nice and it makes your armor save a three up instead of a four up because it gives you the plus one, but now your is reduced to the four up instead of the yeah. three up. I just, I think they just took Dude, a little the other bit way of around a hit. around much better, right? They just took a little hit to their uh, their durability. So the, I think that puts some pressure on you in finding some delivery methods instead of just walking across the table. But they've kind of always had that anyway. But you definitely need to invest some extra points in getting them where you want them to go. They have some really cool rules with the unit, though. Uh, they have one that's called Death Frenzy. Each time a model in this unit is destroyed by a melee attack, if that model has not fought this phase, do not remove it from play. The destroyed model can fight after the attacking model's unit has finished making attacks, and then it is removed from play. So even if you get killed in hand-to-hand, you still get to strike if you haven't strike yet. Had that before, right? They had that before. I've always liked that rule. It's super strong. Oh, it's
2: it's it's, it's fucking annoying because then you're panicking. Like I got to shoot them before they get to me.
0: Right. Yeah. Because yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get theirs in hand to hand either way. Right. Uh, they also have the wolf and howl. This is an aura ability. So while a space Wolf's infantry biker or cav unit is within six inches, you can reroll charge rolls made for that unit. While a friendly space wolf blood claw unit is within twelve, that unit gets to reroll the charges made for that unit. I think that ability is great.
2: I have a, a buffing ability on a non-character unit is awesome.
0: It is absolutely awesome, and I can really envision putting a unit of these guys in a drop pod. You drop them down, and then you have your other units coming up on foot behind them, get them within the R ability, and then all of them are just jumping forward. Right. I think it. I think it has some potential there.
2: Have they always been T five two wounds?
0: Yes.
1: I like that stat. Yeah,
0: they have a good stat line. Yeah. Hitting on threes, strength five, T five, uh, two wounds.
1: They are movement eight too. With a good with a good run turn one, you can get them halfway up the board too. No, that's true.
0: true. It's, it's definitely
1: So you don't definitely need a, a transport for them. Well, you don't
0: have to have a transport. I'm just more thinking to keep them alive. Yeah. You just to limit the amount of shooting that they're going to take. Cause I think they will go down to small arms fire pretty fast.
2: I really like uh, the next rule. Savage, the Savage killers.
0: killers. Go ahead. Read it up, Ryan.
2: Uh, each time you make an attack for a model of this unit, if your army uh, benefits from combat doctrines, the assault doctrine is treated as being active for your army for that attack. In addition, this unit is always treated as having made a charge mood for the purpose of the shock assault ability. So, basically, they're always going to be in the Assault Doctrine, which is an additional minus one AP, and they're always going to be plus one uh, attack because of the shock assault. Uh, right. That's outstanding. So, now everyone is base four attacks, and it bumps their already good melee weapons up another AP. That's really good.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, and if I'm taking this unit, I'm probably running with a couple of Thunder Hammers, I'm probably running with at least one Great Frost Axe, and then I'm running with some... Uh, probably fro- frost claws on the other guys. I'm going to point the squad like crazy. I'm gonna I am going to say, are
2: up. you, are you limited to the special weapons that you can take? Um, oh like no. One per no. No, no. Anybody can, can have take anything. Up, yes. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So, I mean, this unit can kick some ass for sure.
2: The, uh, the storm auto launcher. Right. How many points is that? Do you know? It's like,
0: eh, it's a couple just, I can, I can find it out. It
2: just doesn't seem that good. Right, I was hoping maybe there'd be an extra rule or stratagem to go it's, with that. It's three points, okay. And there's there's no stratagem to like make somebody not do Overwatch or anything,
0: mm, not that I'm aware of, but okay. it could be there, okay. I mean, I was just, just wondering, I was
2: hoping to do a little bit more,
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, they twelve used it's to have
2: just all d3, strength four, no AP. Right. I to blast, like, it used to have an ability right.
0: in a previous book, and I think it's just kind of there because a lot of people have it modeled on now. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, I thought it did something.
0: Yeah, it was. A th- I think it's just kind of a throwback.
2: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a good unit.
0: Oh yeah, it's a good unit.
2: Um, I, I can see them being a very very big point sink though if you get absolutely them to
0: the, which to is the max. Like I said, which is why I think you put them in a transport to protect your investment, right?
3: All right. Just so expensive.
0: Yeah, it does make them more expensive, (laughs) but but at least they're expensive and alive. So you
1: don't don't make that nine-inch charge.
0: (laughs) Well, fair enough. So then we have the Wolf and Dreadnought. The Wolf and Dreadnought comes in at 125 points, which I think is very reasonable. Is
1: this a new unit as well?
0: You know... No, I think they talking had
2: to, it before with like the shield and the axe and stuff. Okay. Like
0: uh, see, I was talking to Ron about this, and he said it was last edition that it came out. So I'm gonna take his word for
2: it. Yeah, because that that's when it came out with the shield,
1: and then they have Murder Fang who had the two claws.
0: Yeah, I remembered him. I didn't remember the Wolf. I just in didn't, yeah,
1: night. I just didn't sit and remember the Wolf and like keyword, like
0: I, I, uh, I'm with you, JT. I didn't remember it as Wolf and either, but maybe no, it was.
2: I, 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 I know knew they had the special are right. now. No, I think you guys are right, is I think you uh, I don't think I had the Wolf and Keyword. You just had the, the special weapons for it.
0: Right. It was like um, Space
2: Wolves Dreadnought or some stupid shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I love this guy for 125 points. I got to be honest. So I would equip him with both the Heavy Flamer and the Blizzard Shield, because why not? Or if you can, you might not be able to. No, you can. Yeah. So it says here that his great axe or claw can be replaced with one blizzard shield and one storm bolter.
1: Any storm bolters can be replaced with a heavy flamer.
0: Correct. So you're going to get the shield with a heavy flamer. So that's going to put him at 135 points. And I would probably I would probably leave the axe on because it has a little more versatility. But I could I could see an argument either way. So he's going to be kind of a hand-to-hand beast. He's gonna move eight, which is a great speed for a dreadnought. He has uh, strength six, T7, eight wounds, four attacks. And he has Angels of Death, so he's gonna pretty much be pumping that attack value up by one, just like all the other space marines are going to. He's why got a four up in with a shield.
2: Why why the fuck does his axe have the minus one to hit? No dreadnoughts have the minus one to hit roll with the like, well it's because uh, you're doubling the it, it's
0: because you're doubling your strength. That's why.
2: But no, all the other dreads with their big ass fists, they don't have minus one to hit. And you're not yeah. doubling your strength. You're you're just you're only at plus four.
0: Well, plus four, that's true. I don't know. Good question. Because you're
2: cleaving, man.
0: <laughs> I mean
2: it does do D three plus three damage. Yeah. Normally it's D three. Or th- I'm sorry, it's a flat three.
0: Right. I like the scythe ability though, where you're gonna make two attacks instead of one. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gonna get 10 swings with that thing. Legit. Kind of good. Um, he can reroll charges, which I love, with the murder lust. He reduces damage against him by one. I love that. And, uh, yeah, that's the guy. I think for 135 points, he's a kind of a hand-to-hand beast.
3: What, what does the wolf keyword gain him? Is there a stratagem?
0: I'm sure there is. Okay. So after this, we got two more I want to talk about. Um, the little wolves are kind of neat, whatever, not really worth talking about. They're just chaff that you can take if you want them. Um, As we've talked about before, there's lots of units that have keywords and abilities that affect uh, the wolves because they're beasts. But then the awesome thing that has the beast keyword is the Thunderwolf calf, and they are worth talking about.
3: Hey, real quick,
2: can we talk about Murder Fang, how he gets (laughs) nine attacks with a three damage flat weapon?
0: Yeah, go ahead. That's pretty (laughs) good.
2: Yeah, so he has the Murder Maker rule, which is you can reroll charge rules made for this model, which is awesome. Uh, this model makes three additional attacks instead of one with its shock assault ability. So he has five attacks base, so that would put it up to uh, to eight. Um, and I'm sorry, he would get eight attacks, not nine. Uh, and then his murder claws are times two strength, minus three, three flat damage, and you can reroll wound rolls. There is no minus to hit.
3: Uh, that, that dude's legit.
0: Oh, he's legit for sure. He's just not cheap. That's No. The, the Wolf and Dread, I thought, for 135 is is...
2: Well, what's like Murder run. Fang? Is he, is well, he's he swinging
0: 150? One, he's 150. 150. He's not, it's not horrible.
1: That's pretty good. you
0: only look at 15 more points, right?
1: Yeah. I'm not seeing any stratagems that have the Wolfen keyword on them either. You're so. not? Okay. okay. Yeah, and I didn't see any buffs for just Wolfen or right. uh, Auras. Okay, I was just curious.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Murder Fang. Um, the one thing I do like about the Wolfen dread over him is that you can get that four-up in invuln. Yeah. Which, you know, anytime you're adding that kind of durability onto something like that, that's a really, really big plus, right? Absolutely.
2: Uh, Murder Fang is a character
1: though. So he would get lookouts. Oh,
0: oh, that's true. Good point. That's a, that's a good argument. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Good. And he's got a weapon called the Murder Clause. Like
0: that <laughs> How just sells that, that, that just sells like, it. Like. Yeah. Hard to de- hard to deny something with that that keyword there. <laughs> Murder clause. So the Thunderwolf Cav is a unit that I'm in love with. I love this unit so much. It's fast. They move 10 inches. They're tough. They have toughness five. They have four wounds apiece. They have two wound, or two attacks. It's
1: always been and, so hard to chew through their unit.
0: Right. They just, they just last forever. Um, and, of course, if I you I just have, hate
1: them because of 7th Edition and the Death Stars. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep, that's for sure.
2: Two up, save with the storm shield.
0: Right, you're a sucker if you don't take storm shields to give them the two up, four up. They're gonna, it's gonna make them just sit there and last forever. Uh, You can equip them with a bunch of different melee weapons, however you want. So they're gonna hit like a tank. They're gonna be hard to get rid of. I just, I really like this unit as, as just a core to your army. Right. I mean, they're just solid.
3: And what,
2: what can you take them up to? Is it six man units?
0: Six. Yep. Okay. Six is the max. Like I said, 45 points a piece, that's going to get expensive fast. I mean, they're going to come in after you finish upgrading them and stuff. They're going to be over 300 points.
2: But still, I mean, two units of those, I I, I like them better than Wolfen.
0: Oh, I do too. No, especially with the the, uh, Storm Shield changes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I think that, though, I, I still will take Wolfen also or maybe some games instead because I just like the models and I like... I like the background story arc of the Wolfen. So my Space Wolf's Army is painted in the 13th Company theme because okay. I built it back in the, oh, whatever that supplement was back in the day where they had the, the 13th Company Army the, rules in there. Was it like
2: the Last Crusade or something Crusade? terror yeah. yeah. was it? Oh, it? It was Ayatollah. Yeah, when Thanks. they got lost.
0: Yes. Yeah, they came back out of the Ayatollah, right? Because they got lost. They chased they chased uh, the Chaos space Marines into the Iotair after the siege of Terra. And that's when in L- layman Russ took the 13th company with him, chasing the cast, the cast Marines into the Iotair. And then during the, that Iotair campaign book, they emerged from the Iotair to start kicking ass in real time again.
3: I just, I,
2: I think that in the days that we're seeing with the Melta and shit, like, they're so much better than than vehicles, because with a four up save with your thunder shield or I'm sorry, storm shield, like it's gonna take two or three melt a shots just to kill one, and then they're gonna have excess damage that doesn't bleed over. And it's just wasting it, you know, whereas whereas three melt a shots can easily blow up a single tank,
0: yeah, good point
2: like, I, I really, really like the cavalry. They're solid,
0: yeah, I like the cavalry a lot. I mean, I, when I play this army get used to them because you're gonna see them a lot. I got that that I gotta say. <laughs>
2: How many do you own right now?
0: Uh I think five.
2: Oh shit, I'm good. That's fine.
0: A, a <laughs> unit of five plus a plus a character model, too. I think okay. I have six total. Um so that leaves us with my last unit I want to bring up, and that's the Sky Claws, which okay. are basically the same thing as Swift Claws, but they have jump packs. Okay. So these are your jump your jump marines. Um, I just wanted to mention them for the same exact reason that I wanted to mention the other guys. It's because I just think that with their improved profile, they're
3: a viable option now.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, oh, go ahead. What?
3: Uh, you're, I'm going to go to another unit. So,
2: Oh, what you got? Uh, just long fangs. I know before, like, their, their special thing was that they could split fire. What's right. uh, what's long fangs thing now that everybody splits fire?
0: Yeah, now that everything can split fire? Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, all they really got is they have an ability called Signum. It says, in your shooting phase, each time this unit shoots, if it contains a pack leader, you can select one model in this unit until the end of the phase. That model has ballistic seal two. Okay. So you have one gun that's hitting on a two-up. Um, they can also take the the cherub. It says once per battle in your Oh, you got to be shitting
2: me. More yep. people have
0: cherubs? So they got the cherub, baby.
2: God damn it.
0: Yep. Uh, which is the same thing as what the sisters Cherub does. They only get one though. Extra shot. It's just one, but I think you're a sucker if you don't pay the five points for that extra one shot.
2: Oh, good for five points. If you think of a, a weapon, how much it costs. You know, it, it, that's so much. Five points is minuscule versus an extra last cannon.
0: Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a once per game thing, but for five points, getting that extra shot off. I mean. I know in my games last weekend, having those two extra shots on that multi-melta squad, I earned those 10 points back every single game. Yeah. Yeah, that was was an easy investment, I'll tell you that. So, yeah. um, I like them. Other than that, we just have the two Flyers, which, you know, they're the same as they've always been. Nothing really new to talk about with those, other than the fact that I think they're kind of cool looking. I have one. It's painted, and I like how it looks. Um, it's expensive. Sixteen power, uh, which was at about three hundred twenty points.
1: Super expensive. Yeah, uh, three
0: hundred the... points base plus plus uh, upgrades. Which I have upgrades, so I think mine would come out to oh whatever forty five. So three forty five, I think is what mine would come out to.
2: I'm noticing the the Melta Ray and the Storm Wolf. That's the same. It is the same uh, melt Ray as the Speeder.
0: Okay, interesting.
2: So I just, yeah, I, I thought that was a brand new weapon, and I didn't realize the Storm Fangs already had that.
0: Well, it, they may have had something similar that they changed it to the same. Oh, this that's edition. true.
2: Yeah. Which one? Uh, which one transports? Because it used to have uh, the Storm Wolf. They, bo- they both Storm transport Wolf, okay. actually. Oh, do they not? Uh
0: The Storm Fang carries six, and the Storm Wolf carries sixteen.
2: That that that's new, right?
0: No, that's not new. They've always okay. carried a, a ton of dudes.
2: No, no, I'm um, saying um the we transport. I didn't think oh,
1: the snurfang was. I thought that was a if,
0: I can't remember if that used to be able to carry or not. I mean, I know okay. the wolf always could, because that's why I built built it, right? So I could transport my guys.
2: Yeah, it's got the ramp in the front of the other ones all right. laid with guns.
0: You know, the other thing sweet about it too is it can carry eight wolf in, right? Because it carries 16 capacity. Two cool.
3: Yeah, it says each jump pack.
1: Wolf, jump pack, and Terminator, all Wolfen. All, all right, I missed the Wolfen. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I just saw, I just saw jump pack Terminator at first. I didn't see the Wolfen.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, there you They're go. There's, there's your
1: Wolfen. There's your Wolfen <laughs> keyword.
0: <laughs> Came into play. So well, yeah, I, I think, like the book. I like the book too. Uh, guess, what are we?
1: How similar what? is it to the other supplements?
0: I guess we're gonna find out, aren't we? Well,
1: I meant, the ones that are already out.
0: Oh, the ones from Eighth Edition.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, well, it's it's not
2: again. It's not necessarily a supplement. Like the ones just have a couple extra rules. They don't have all those units. So rules wise, yes, you have. Uh, actually, I think there's a little more stratagems in here. I'm just going to go with the Imperial Fist one. Uh, the Imperial Fist, you know, it's it's got a couple extra characters. You have your your super doctrine, if you will. Um, you have a few stratagems, and you got a few extra uh, warlord traits and relics. Like that. That's it. So. For being a quote unquote supplement, this book is pretty hefty.
3: Yeah, this goes back
2: to what we talked about where, man, if you just played Space Wolves, like you're getting a ton, and really there's there's not much detriment. And that's why I don't fully understand.
0: Yeah, like I said, the only thing that I'm really not too keen on losing is The Apothecary.
2: Which. We know how good the apothecary is now, right?
0: The apothecary is fantastic. He he's is, he's is a definitely a force multiplier, without a doubt. Now, blood um,
2: angels, they won't have them either, right? Because they have their well, no, they do have apothecaries. Well, they, the, they, they call I them they have their their priests, blood
0: priests or whatever. But but those guys are way more apothecary ish than wolf priests are.
2: Okay, true. But then the, honestly, the blood
1: priests might even be better than other. Yeah, they're going to bring two models back a turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Be silly.
0: So yeah, so I'm super interested to see how these next two books turn out because, like I said, I just don't see a whole lot of reason to play generic Space Marines uh, when this these Space Wolves here look pretty dang good. Short of
2: having a uh, a certain chapter trait that you really want, like, hey, I just have to have exploding sixes on my polters. Right. This is the way to go.
0: Right. Yeah, there's a couple little things like that. I guess if you're looking to make a specific you know, shooting build or something like that, because that's one thing I don't think that you're going to really do much with the Space Wolves is you're not going to build an army that just stands and shoots. I just, think you're this just
2: is... not taking advantage of all their bonuses if you right.
0: do that. I definitely think that you're going to want to play a pretty aggressive in-your-face assault style. Uh, that being said, you could stay back and shoot, but then you're not playing towards the strengths of the book, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, overall, I like it. Um, I'm looking forward to actually playing some games with my Space Wolves now.
2: I like it too. I think all the space wolf players that bitch and complain about having like half their rules or some of their rules in the normal Space Marine book needs to just slow their roll. Yeah, This, for is, sure. this was a good book for you guys, man.
0: Right, and, he, and would you have to wait a month? Yeah, I and mean, it wasn't even like a huge wait, right? It's <laughs> just
2: hey, I'm still waiting for my fucking heavy intercessors.
0: So we're space wolf players now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think this book's better than the last edition because I didn't ever see any Space Wolves on the table. Exactly. Yeah, I
0: think you're right. I think you're right. And Like I said, I think just the simple fact that you're gaining every ability in the Space Marine Codex just makes this awesome.
2: It and makes and the, sense, the, right? the, the points costs for their Space Wolves-specific uh, units, like <laughs> none, none of those points costs were really bad.
0: No. No, I Not thought they were all reasonable. Uh, the only ones I have any kind of skepticism about is I think the Wolfen might be a little on the expensive side just because of their survivability. That's
2: it. They're going to get mowed down to bolters, Like you said, small arms fire. They're going to be in trouble.
0: Yeah, they are, but Hey, I'm going to run them anyway. And then I'll bitch and complain. And
2: (laughs) well, Hey, they get their target. And then that, that guy's fucked.
0: It should be gone. Right. I mean, theoretically. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is a, a, a very good book. I'm I'm happy with it.
2: Yep, I uh I, I think it it does exactly what it's trying to do with adding fluff to Space Marines, but not making it you know either too sweet or at the same time like well why the hell would I play with these guys? I, I like it.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's giving you a reason to play them. Right. Yeah. And th- that's always a good thing. And yep. I always like it when these uh, sub Space Marine codexes have a unique feel and this has a unique feel
3: absolutely
0: well cool well we're gonna jump out here and then we'll be back in a second and we'll close out the show
3: and we're back
0: well that's it for the space wolf codex i had a good time talking about it. how about you guys
2: well, I'm a little bit disappointed because we did say we we're going to talk about Teen Wolf and that just never happened, but maybe next week. That's why
1: I stuck around.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe next week. But you know what I think would be a better idea for next week? What's that? Talk about some crazy queen with a bunch of snakes for her hair.
2: <laughs> or a chick that projects herself as a shadow.
0: There you go. Now we're talking. Oh, so hot. Shadows are so hot right now. <laughs> Well, I think that's it for us. Thanks a lot for joining us on this episode. I had a good experience going through the book and breaking it all down. I've been really having a a good time doing that with these books. It's given me a deeper understanding of what I'm facing in my games. Not that it helped me much against those Necrons last weekend. I'm going to say you did like an
1: eight-hour show on Necrons. You should have been totally prepared.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes you can see something on paper, but you really have to see it slappy in the face before you can really get a good grasp on it.
1: Oh, you
2: mean like the all units are absec that you just didn't think was that good? Uh,
0: that's one of the things for sure. For <laughs> sure, yeah, it, it was very good, very very good. I gotta say. Awesome, but Thanks yeah, everybody,
2: and uh, thank you, Fawn, yet again for listening.
0: We appreciate it. Thanks, Fawn. Awesome. Well, we'll be back next week, and we'll be talking about the new Marathi book. So we'll so see you. We see you.
2: See everybody. Thank you. Have a good night.
0: And remember, if you're Cobra Kai, you kick ass.
1: And don't be a pussy.